When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorization number TP slash 01005. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It was Thursday, the 2nd of September, and we just keep ticking off good days. Everyone was up and about after Vantinas. Vantina got us all paid. Yesterday, in and around the five fifty six dollar mark, one by five, going away. Thank you, Tay. You want to earn money? Listen to our show. Listen to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We have Michael Venus on today, talking about the U.S. Open doubles challenges and, and his travails around the globe, the success of his last couple of years, and the fact that his family is going to join him, which he's super excited about. So it was great to catch up with Michael Venus, Mary Fisher, talking all things Paralympics. And, of course, Sophie Pascoe, the star that she is, continues to tick off memorable moments for all of us sporting fans around around New Zealand. And then we had Craig McMillan talking us through a little bit of a tough and sticky situation. The young Black Cap side find themselves over in Bangladesh, but it wasn't all doom and gloom. There was some great learning opportunities in there from the former Black Cap and batting coach. And now... Spark Sports League commentator Craig McMillan. Izzy, good morning, wasn't it? Good morning. Oh, it was a great morning. All I could hear was spark this, spark that. But anyway, I thought it was 3rd of August and well, it's been a long morning. All I could hear was spark. So let's move on. It's been a great day. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. <laughs> Be spoiled this Father's Day with Versace Pohong. 100 mil, just fifty nine ninety at Chemist Warehouse. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Good morning, Morena. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Well, we are by former sportsmen that have absolutely no broadcasting background, but that doesn't matter because we love bringing you, our listeners, sport back to our airways. It is just after 6 a.m. in the morning, so stick around because we have an absolute doozy of a show in store for you. This morning, we're going to be chatting to Mary Fisher. She's a friend of our show. She's a former Paralympian swimmer, gold medalist. And we want to unearth and chat about our latest stars that we have um, heard about over the last couple of days. Danielle Aitchinson, William Steadman, Tupo Nuwefi, and also Sophie Pascoe last night 
having to receive oxygen post her 11th gold medal. And, uh, you know, what an absolute freak she is. Great, great work last night, Sophie Pascoe. And then just after 7.40, actually, we're going to chat to Michael Venus, uh, our bronze medalist from the Tokyo Olympics, uh, him and Danielle, uh, Daniel, uh, winning bronze medal in that men's pairs over in Tokyo. And he's over in the US Open. He is preparing to his, for his first-round match. So great work from Louis to be able to get Michael Venus this morning. And also, I want to chat to him about the MIQ struggles like my fellow co-host is dealing with, Baz McCullum. But anyway, we'll talk about that later. Also got Craig McMillan. Good to get Macker in here and give his insights to what transpired overnight in Bangladesh. Uh, Trudy uh, spoke about it before. Black Caps skittle for just 60. So it'll be interesting to know why it's so hard to play in Bangladesh. And I'll be keen to chat to you a bit later about that, Baz, and, and why it is. A tough place to travel. We just saw Australia got an absolute hiding over there. Um, you know, one game to four, and uh, it's pretty tough to, to be able to travel there. So look forward to getting your insights, mate. But before we head to that, I want to talk to you about yesterday. It's a big part of our show, and it's a big part to why our listeners stick around. The bash slash the lion tamers tips. Doomed in. Valtina. Flew home for the win. Bears, my mate, good morning. Explain to us about that tip, mate. I'm absolutely devastated. I didn't listen. I didn't get on. And what I do after that? Well, I texted you. I abused you because you forgot to remind me. And then I went onto Twitter and I turned Chris Moore's Lion Tamer's notifications on. So every time he tweets, I get a wee message. So great, great work, Bears. How good, mate? Good morning, is Good morning, my friend. Well... Mate, I'm not sure it's anyone else's fault other than your own, to be honest, because we spent three hours on air yesterday. We spent an hour in preparation, and then we spent 45 minutes post the show. And right throughout that time frame, the name Ventina was being littered across that entire show. So $5.80 was just beautiful money. Wins by five, links going away. You know what? I think that, that filly looks to me... Looks like stakes quality filly. Um, it was obviously a plunge horse as well. It got it got shortened in from from nine dollars. I think it closed at about three eighty or something. I got it at five eighty so all that, the way through. So is that the happy. bears effect? Is that the bears effect? Because I feel like it is, mate. Like every time you talk about this horse, it's on nine bucks and it gets to three eighty and wins. Surely. Bears and Izzy for breakfast, bro. That's what it's called. Bears and Izzy for breakfast. No, no. Give us a text if you got on that tip. Give us a text. I want an I want an understanding if 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 you got on that tip. Give us a text on double eight double three if you got on on that horse Van and Doomden Vantina. We want to hear from you. We have got a good good message here actually, Bears. Good morning, boys. Nice tipping, Bears. So he's obviously got on. Old Dave from Caraca. Uh, take care on your trip mm. and good luck in the IPL. The Bangladesh hard to handle in own conditions. All the best, Dave Karaka. How good to have racing back like Kid and Lolly Shop. Ha ha. There you go. <laughs> so he's he's got on. Yeah. Well, I hope so because everyone was hanging out for that tip yesterday. Look, we're not going to win every time. Okay. So when we do win, we should just enjoy our but enjoy you're our close, mate. Every you know? time. Oh, we're there or thereabouts. So I've got one for us later on too, but we'll, we'll, we'll hold <laughs> yes! on to that. Okay, for now. Yes. We'll hold on to that. We'll make sure that your pretty little ears are listening as well, Izzy, because I feel bad <laughs> that you didn't get on 
didn't get on yesterday nah. after after a fierce stare into it too. So anyway, hey, but yeah, that bank account's that was a, got seventy six nice cents. Reload, my friend. Reload. <laughs> Reload. Hey, talk to me. Um, yesterday, do you have any uh, any little lockdown freedom kind of takeaway treats or anything in the Dag household? Oh, mate, yeah, we had a we had a horrendous day actually. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a real takeaway day at the Dag household. We had uh, we got a nice sushi shop actually just over in Kaipo. It's called Naughty Table. Um, so we're supporting local. We went there for lunch. You can do a little click and collect, and uh, we just got sushi for some lunch with the family. Kids absolutely loved it. It was a beautiful day here, so it's it's actually amazing what a bit of sunshine can do for your morale, can do for your mindset. Like, man, I was I was in a better mood uh, post show. Anyway, I was a I was in a horrible mood during the show. Apologies for that. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back today. We're gonna have a great day, um, but <clears throat> yeah, had some sushi, mate. And then what else? Uh, at night time, the wife got some butter chicken. She loves a bit of butter chicken, naan cool. bread. And I went for a little place called Empire Chicken, which is in Christchurch. It's at Riverside Markets, and they just they just do a really um, nice um, deep fried chicken and some some potatoes. So went for that, mate. What about yourself? Well, I don't know if you remember yesterday on the show, we actually got a text through where someone said, just be a little careful as you come out of your <laughs> lockdown that you don't go too hard too early to some of those takeaway joints I which have been that. holed up for a couple of weeks, you know? <laughs> so your 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 stomach's okay today, mate? You're, you're My okay? stomach is actually really good. My stomach can handle way worse than that, mate, I'll tell you. But, um... Look, no, don't be silly. See if that mindset. If we go in that with that mindset, mate, these places are going to struggle. So if you go a bit later, they're just going to keep it later. So you're probably going to get the the worst effects. You know, if you get in early, it's still a bit fresher than in four days, man. So good luck in four days. <laughs> that doesn't make any logical sense whatsoever. <laughs> well, I'm eating it. It's going to have four days more freshness than you, isn't it? Well, it depends if it's been sitting in the freezer for or in the fridge for two weeks. Let's hope at least it's been in the freezer or the fridge. <laughs> Hopefully, it hasn't been just sitting out on the on the on the table. Anyway, we don't need to be talking about that. That's that's no. That's a little pessimistic. So my family went and got McDonald's for for lunch yesterday. Beautiful. And I, nice. with all of my resistance, I managed to say no. I said no. I'm good, babe. Mm. I don't need any McDonald's. I'd rather drink my carbs later on that night, so I'll leave the McDonald's yep. to you guys. And then they came back, and I had absolute food envy. I was like, oh, I should have <laughs> just got it. Should have just got a McChicken. Just a wee you know, cheesy. Like, yeah, even just a little cheeseburger would have been good. But no, I managed to avoid it. So a little win in the column there. And then we went to... Uh, well, I had a couple of little issues actually yesterday is, and they're not, they haven't really gone away. Obviously, I'm meant to be leaving, leaving our beautiful country on, on Monday to head over and pick up a little bit of the rupee over in, uh, in the IPL and, and finish bit. off the tournament, which was, which was stopped halfway through um, earlier on in yep. the year. <clears throat> and then I'll come back and I'll pay me taxes here in New Zealand, you know. Pay me taxes, add a bit yep. to the old yep, yep. New Zealand economy that, that wasn't there before I went away. But then the old news at one o'clock yesterday comes out that the DMIQ shutting for a couple of weeks, which was a bit vague as well, actually, I thought. But mm. It's going to shut for a couple of weeks, which is going to make, and then it's going to head into 
a ballot system. Now, I'm a punter, okay? I'm a punter. And you're, you're either a punter or you're not in life, I think. Like, you can't be sort of halfway there. You're either mm. that, that way inclined or you're not. Well, I'm that way inclined. But even I, as a punter, I'm a little nervous about the odds of trying to get yourself back into the country. Say so there's 20,000 people trying to get home, and there's only like 4,000 vouchers. That's that's a five-to-one shot. It's not an absolute lay-down misere. It's no Van, Van Tina, you know. It's not necessarily just going to win by five. I could be finding myself stuck abroad, stuck somewhere abroad, and that could be quite interesting for Baz and Izzy for breakfast if I'm... Calling it from the the dunes of Dubai, <laughs> and you're in a hoka. So that was a bit uncomfortable. I'm not sure what, how we're going to remedy yeah. that one either. So so yeah yeah. Um, I I just a bit lost for words, Baz. Uh, you know, it is what it is. You're a man of your word. You've got to go and you know fulfil these commitments. And I fully understand that. I just hope you can. <laughs> Can find a way to get back. Um, uh, you maybe ask the Prince of Saudi Arabia, uh, the UAE's uh, <laughs> private jet. You know, you boys have got that many connections over there. You and you and old Flemo. So why don't you do that again? But then obviously the you can't stay trans- anywhere, so you have to stay at the hotel. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Is 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 the mode of transport is not mm. a problem, my friend? Okay. I yeah, mean, I I'm a reasonable swimmer. I probably can't swim that far, you know. But I'm, I'm, we can arrange something that can that can happen. But it's mm. getting back here and actually finding a bed, which is the difficult part. So I don't envy the government's predicament they are in with MIQ situations, but we're going to hear a little bit later on from Michael Venus on it as well because he's, felt, he's mm. found some struggles with his time on the road and he's actually going to have to take his family away, which is great for, for him to be able to have his family on the road. But, look, that's, uh, that's a difficult situation too. So let's hope all of that can be sorted uh, just throwing forward a little bit as well, we've got Craig McMillan later on on the show. It'll be fascinating to talk to Macca. It's been a while since I chatted to Macca. Worked with him over the summer, Spark Sport, where he's one of the lead commentators for us there. Of course, Come former on, Black man. Cap and also former Black Cap batting coach. And the boys had a tough old initiation over there in Bangladesh overnight. You, you asked about why it's a tough place to play? Because mm. one minute, as a right-hander with the new ball, you can prop forward to the left-arm chicken dinner or left-arm spinner, and you can have your shin blown off with one which skids, and then the next <laughs> minute you can prop forward trying to cover the one that skids and, and, and blows your shin off, and it rips past your outside edge and bounces past yeah. your right shoulder. It can be a ferocious place to try and play against spin. And... The, some of the best teams in the world have struggled of late because Bangladesh have worked out that other teams struggle in those conditions and they try and maximise those by preparing wickets which suit them. I don't have a problem with yeah. it. I think that's that's yeah. how it should be. You should be allowed to prepare the conditions which suit your home team because you need to be able to try and make your home games a fortress, especially in the current day and age where you have World Test Championships and rankings mm. which cover across um, home and away tours. So... It's it's a real, it's it's a difficult place for for the boys to tour. Whatever happens on this tour is, will make them stronger in time. So, it's yep. it's hard to look at it and say, "Gee, we've been bowled out for sixty. That's no good. Oh no, what's going on?" Mm. And judge these guys and say, "Ah, oh, they can't play spin. They can't do that." Nah, this is a, a great information grabbing tour for them. It'll be interesting to talk to Macca a little bit later on whether he agrees. 
because as a former batting coach, he might be a bit more like, nah, you got to get better. you got to be able to play this shot. you got to learn how to play that. That's what, that's we'll what I was out. trying to think, mate. I was, I was thinking that as, as well because we, you know, I remember we were playing, we're going over South Africa, we're going to Alice Park, Emirates Stadium, and it's a hostile environment. But the things we do, like they, they should have expected that. They would have, you know, been prepared for, for that, that kind of wicket. They would have trained in those conditions. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see... Uh, from from Macca's point of view, what he thought, um, I just think from the outside looking, I, I have no idea. You've played there, I haven't. But I just think, you know, you've got to prepare for those. And, and when you're reading that Black Chaps jersey, I know they've got a very young side in there at the moment. Um, yeah, i just like to get a bit more insight to it. And um, hopefully they can learn from this and build on it. Here, here. And the White Ferns game is underway over there against England as well at Chelmsford in the UK. So that's fantastic. Great to see Susie Bates back in there as well. So we'll have, we'll try and give you updates throughout this morning's show from Louis, who will be watching it intently back there in the studio in Auckland. Uh, just We're going to get off to a break shortly, but just a quick one. Morning, boys. Yep, I was on it. Got it at $4.50. <laughs> tweeted it out and tagged the show. you got to listen. What does that say? Farno. Farno. Oh, sorry, there's a couple of question marks here. There are a couple of question marks in there. Farno, your ears must not work, is he? Because you're a naughty fella and your beautiful mouth must have clipped him. Thank you, Baz. That's from Brett. So Brett was on, got himself 450. I was listening, Brett. I was listening. I just didn't have any funds in their tier bank account. So that's why I couldn't get on because the wife's already been abusing me because all she says is TAB Racing, TAB Racing NZ and the credit card. Can't do that. Yeah, you tell her, you go, oh, I was getting some bonus bets back though, Daisy. Getting some <laughs> bonus bets back. It's 6.17 in the morning here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. A big thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. So I should say past 6 o'clock on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Double eight, double three is the text number. Some great punting war stories coming through on the text line. We'll get to those in a second. Every time you text today and tomorrow, while you still put yourself in the mixed mixer to be our texter of the month and win that $10,000 temper bed. So double eight, double three is the number to get through there. In the cricket, the White Ferns, while they're up against it a little bit, Beaumont is 64 not out off 44 and going great guns as they, uh, the English women sit. What are they in total? They're 119 for two, 13 overs through. So looking to pin them back, Lee Kasparik with, with one of our wickets. So they'll be hoping to get another wicket and halt some momentum there soon. Baz. Yep. How's about this tip? Cheers for the tip yesterday, Baz. Outstanding. Had a wee fill up of the TAB account. Then had a little flutter at halftime in the Black Caps last night when they were 100 to 1. No good with that one, though. Interesting, though, because they had them 7 for 2. And only chasing 60, is he? Bangladesh took 15 mm. overs to get there, mate. So it just shows that mm. the old wicket, even for the boys who are used to playing in those conditions, the Bangladeshi boys, wasn't an easy one. I did see one delivery from, I think it was Ratchin Ravindra, and it was, he, he's sort of bowled it fast <laughs> and into the wicket. It looked like it was yeah. going to be a half-tracker, and then this thing is just gripped and spun and bounced yeah. miles. And Tom Latham on the stumps has taken it just above his right shoulder. I was thinking, I am so pleased I'm retired and not having to go and play in those yeah. kind of conditions against those kind of types of bowlers. So. But good on you for, uh, there's no name there, unfortunately, but good on you for having a little fill-up at the TAB. It actually made me wonder, is, I wonder if we can yep. get Louis to do us a little favour. So we've probably dished out mm-hmm. seven tips 
seven yep. tips maybe over the course of yeah, I like the, the last in couple I like of weeks the on the good. show. Yep. Yeah, yeah, we're a team, mate. We're a team. Yep. I wonder, Louis, if we could maybe go back over those tips and just have a little have a little look at performance wise. And if you were to put ten dollars on each of those tips, how we would go. Now this is not self fulfilling and not self indulgent, but I just wanna I wanna no, do a bit of a steer on how we're going. We okay, need it. it might be a little bit <laughs> we we need it. We need it. So if we could do that, Louis, if that, if that's possible, yeah, can you um? Be, can I get fabulous. the data? Can I get the? Uh, like I've backed a lot of them, but there is. I would hate to trawl through my TAB receipts. So started with elephant <laughs> seven twenty. Yeah. I think it was seven twenty elephant bifrost. Um. Here we go. Seven twenty elephant bifrost. Bifrost, uh, what was the one last? Obviously, yesterday we had Vantini. Vantina, shall I say. Vantina. We- wheels? Mm. Maybe. Wheels. wheels. Wheels was in there too. Yeah. Maybe if you can just. <laughs> this, is, this is brilliant yeah. radio. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not asking. I'm not, I'm not yeah, asking. Just, you just have a wee geezer, Louis. account. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, we look, uh, if we could maybe we'll just, just keep talking. If we go back over the uh, go back over the transcript of our previous shows and just look at where the needles <laughs> move the most in terms of our following, that might might be able to come up with with our tips. So it'd just be fascinating to see whether we're running at a plus or a minus. Or well, I'm pretty sure I know the pretty sure I know the answer to that. The one this afternoon <laughs> I've got as well, just quietly, it's got a little bit of meat oh. on the bone as well. So mm. yeah, we'll have to listen later on to try and. Eight fifty five ish, mate. Eight fifty five ish is normally when we throw the throw the, yeah, the, uh, the stick around. We might not today. Remember, I remember I put the, we put a warning out there yesterday. So like, well, we're going to say it once, yeah. and if, you know if you're not listening, well that's your fault. Obviously, I didn't realise you weren't listening during that time, but <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's okay. I was listening. I just had no money, but I've just checked my account and. Well, I'm back, boys. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> I've got some cash. Some oh, untraceable oh. cash. Some untraceable. Yeah, a little slush fund for the nag master, eh? <laughs> Just find a, find a little separate account to be able to push a few things. Push a few things through. Uh, mate, I'm looking forward to speaking to uh, Michael Venus later as well, eh? He's had quite a remarkable ride, isn't he? Right the last couple of years in particular. It's been quite a fascinating journey. He's been on and successful. Far out, he's done mm. a great job around the world. Yeah, I was just having a wee the geezer on him last night just to get a bit more information. He actually, when he started out, he was eighth in the world in the doubles, and now he's 21st in the world. But I feel like lately his his achievements, like he's won a few uh, majors or a few tournaments, and then he's won, he's won a bronze um, over at the Tokyo Olympics. Um, so he, so he's had so much success lately. I wanna, I wanna just delve into that a bit more and just see what what it is with him, uh, what it's like being on tour as a current athlete, and um, you know, just yeah, what what's making him get so much success at the moment? I know he's got a partner and Tim Putz, I think his name is. Um, and I, I know they're chopping and changing parts in this all the time, but yeah, just get a bit more of an understanding of, of what goes on and and how he's getting so much success lately because he's he's doing freaking amazing. Yeah, something's clicked, in it? That's for sure. And so mm. it'd be great to speak to him on his travels around the world, playing in the US Open doubles over there. His campaign launches tomorrow, I think it is. So 
in between trainings. Yep. He's going to jump on the airwaves and talk to Baz Nizzy for breakfast. How good is that? Wonderful access to some of our stars who are doing their thing, not just here in New Zealand, but also all around the globe. So it is fantastic and very lucky for us to get an opportunity to speak to them. Hopefully the White Ferns can find a little way to put a bit of sting in the tail over there in Chelmsford as well. What a great trip they're on over in the UK. Never nice being away from home, but oh, good tour. Great tour, England. The history of the grounds and the traditions and and just the pure understanding of the game of cricket mm. over there in that country. They know how to celebrate it and they applaud and appreciate success. So I'm sure the girls are, are having a great time over there and and, uh, and hopefully they can get a little bit of success. Would be fantastic. We'll keep an eye on the White Ferns as that game unfolds this morning. But it's coming up 6.30 in the morning here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. That means we're off to Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Thank you, Trudy. 28 minutes away from 7 o'clock on Bears and Izzy for breakfast. 0800 is the Kennard's higher phone line. Give us a call. Sorry, I just had my head deep, deep in my TAB receipts there. And I've just come across something quite sickening. <laughs> I found a, a bonus bet multi I lobbed with about eight legs. And I, it didn't come through, so I didn't go back to check it. And it was paying close to 20 grand. Fell one leg short. <laughs> oh, you're kidding. What oh. was the leg? Oh, no. It was Lunacon the place. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, I've oh. just like sunk back in my chair. I didn't even hear what Trudy just said. I just. <laughs> oh. oh. You can blame Jamie Carr for that. Honestly. <laughs> if Jamie Carr had a ridden unicorn. <laughs> then you would have got paid. Here I am trying to be selfless oh, for the show, and I'm going back, yeah. and I've got 720. I've got Edit that was scratched, Vantina, Riverstock, Wheels, and I've come across this, and that's something no one ever wants to see. Oh, no. Anyway. Poor Louie. Pull myself together. Oh, poor Shannon. Shannon's got to keep, she's going to have to keep working for a little while yet. Yeah, uh, she'll be doing yoga or something anyway. Uh, she'll, 8.6.30 <laughs> in the morning. She's not listening to us. There's, there's no way she's listening to us. That's good. Anyway, let's cheer ourselves up with a bit of a loveracing.nz update. That is sickening. Uh, today they're racing at Cambridge, which is fantastic because the Cambridge Synthetic has been a, well, it's been a real saviour and they can hold 11 meets here today, not worry about the track condition or anything of the like. Now, there are a couple of short price favourites going around. There's actually a lot of bully for it. And you can kind of follow the money on days like this. Al Vincidor, uh, Danielle Johnson, Stephen Marsh. It's fresh up. It's only had the one start for a second. That's been bet into $2. And that's race six. And Ben Foote has a horse that has been absolutely punched in in the betting. $2.20 into $1.80 now. Sakura Blossom. Now, there is a lot of bully going around about this first starter. Lisa Allpress does the riding. I was actually willing to tip out Moana. I think it's the class horse in the field. I mean, it, it's run behind Brando, uh, Armorlina in stakes races. It's somehow a maiden. Uh, it's had the eight starts for a couple of two seconds, two thirds, and that was 270. But the money has come for Sakura Blossom and um, Ben Foot. Well, there is a little bit of oil that can come out of that state, uh, state stable from time to time. So it's a great day's racing down there. There's another one 
in race 10, Funny Girl for Lance Noble and Brendan and Joe Lindsay. Sam Collett does the riding. It's drawn wide today, but that will be a filly to follow. Was very impressive in her two-year-old campaign. So lots of racing at Cambridge to sink your teeth into, Baz. Oh, there's a fair bit going on there. What was that last one? Race 10, what did you say? Funny Girl, uh, drawn 11. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Sam Collett on board. Ooh. Drawn 11, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting about Sakura Blossom as well. That old Benfoot stable, when that gets, when the money comes for that stable, it's not often too far away. So I might just, I might have a little five each way on that one just to make sure I get paid. If I'd hate to miss out. I'd hate for someone to put a tip out on the show and then not back it. And it go on to win. I'd hate to be that guy. Ah, <coughs> oh, don't start. <laughs> Just Horrors. write Horrors. it down and message me because, to be honest, I'm trying to find these bloody horses. Anyway, yeah, eleven race card there though today at Cambridge Synthetics. Uh, racing is well and truly back after a little idle period where we sat and we waited and. Finally, we're back, and it is fantastic. There's some horses which will appreciate being back at the races, too. I actually thought yesterday the condition from the TV screen, anyway, of the horses which were going around Matamata and Ashburton, the, the horses look fantastic. So they probably really appreciated just a, a little break and, and being worked quietly, and, and for them to then make their comebacks yesterday was, uh, yeah, there was some real gleaming coats, and so it should be on the first day of spring, I guess. Bez. I didn't get too many winners. Yes, is. Um, just this the synthetic track. Is it, is this the way forward? Do you feel for 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 New Zealand racing? Uh, oh, is it the way forward? Um, it's the way forward in terms of an option that we have, particularly deep mm. in the winter months, um, to be able to get racing into our horses and to be able to have um, meetings which aren't called off because the tracks are. Are such which they they can't run races. I think uh, meetings which cancelled cost our industry significant amount of money previously. So it certainly assists from that point of view. Some horses really appreciate the synthetic synthetic track as well mm. is which, um, and could potentially be synthetic track specialists. Some of them, um, and for some mm. horses, you know what, it just gets miles in their legs, um, away from the real wet tracks, but. I think it's it's a nice addition to the tracks we currently have. Some horses need wet tracks, so they wouldn't appreciate the synthetic. So it's just a nice, it's a little bit like in the cricketing world. You have test cricket, one day cricket, and T20 cricket. So you have different products we can take to the market, and so you can be across various um, followers and, and supporters of the game. In racing, synthetic track offers up something else to, to us as punters and, and us as owners in, in the game. So... Yeah, it's, it's good. I wouldn't want it to be all synthetic track um, racing, though. That would be no good for, for us. And, and it's, um, I think whatever's happened now is, is, is a positive. So, nice. And it, and it gives them a good opportunity to be able to work their horses, too. I'll take you to, to the synthetic track one day. Is We'll go there, have a couple of sherbets, watching a few horses run around. It's pretty, it's pretty chilled um, at the old Cambridge synthetic there. Most of the horses just walk from the barns that are surrounding the track. We have ourselves a little beer. Might even take you into Cambridge there and maybe even shout you a bit of lunch. There's a lovely restaurant in Cambridge. 
Oh, beautiful, mate. Pino. Oh, that Very sounds good. dreamy. We'll do it in 2023 yeah, when you get back from uh, UAE, eh? Oh, ouch. Ouch, <laughs> that hurts. <laughs> All right, right. So, mate. Right, senior in this mood, we're going to go, we're going to head to where we go, <laughs> where we go best, where you go best. Quizzy. Dag, take on the is, master. You could win yourself a $50 bonus bet with a TAB, which you want to get on top of because I've got one for you later on this afternoon. Call 0800 150 811 to take on the quiz master, the is master. 0800-150-811 is the Kennard's Hire phone line. Give us a call if you want to be in for Quizzy Dag. The White Ferns, well, a little bit of ordinary fielding. So they are, the England is 165 for three into the 19th over now. They're going at not just over a run rate of nine and over. Yeah, they are humming along. So again, a little bit of a wicket to halt the progress would be lovely. It's Quizzy Dag. Quiz for the ages to prove yourself. The quiz master, the is master, stay with me. Or oh, this might be an absolute disaster. Yeah, absolute disaster. Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, if you think you uh, got hey, what it takes, give us a call on 0800 150 811. 811. Oh man, that gets me up. Gets me up, and I know it gets you up at home because the phone lines are running hot. People are keen for that fifty-dollar voucher. They know Baz delivers every single day on that tip, so they need some money. A bit like myself. If you don't get this right, I'm keeping the fitty because I need it. Anyway, good morning, <laughs> Kevin. Welcome in, mate. You're a regular every week on the Quizzy yeah. Day. Good morning, brother. Good morning. Good morning, mate. Thanks so much. Good luck. Good luck. Here we go. Who is the captain of the White Ferns? Uh, oh, God, what's her name? Um, three, two, oh, one. Her name. No, uh, yeah. yeah. Bah! <laughs> Sorry, brother. Sorry, Kevin. Good morning, Craig. Good morning. Good morning, mate. Who is the captain of the White Ferns? Five, yeah. four. Three, I don't know, Sophie, Sophie Devine. Yeah, you do nice. know. You do you know. Do know. Here we go. Question number That's two. Who was the current? Uh, that was a fluke. Okay, well, not a bad fluke. Here we go. Who was the current UFC heavyweight champion? Good luck. Five, four, three, two, I don't one. know. No idea. Sorry, mate. Sorry, Craig. Good morning, Joe. Morning. Morning, mate. Morning, uh. Who is the current UFC heavyweight champion? Um, Francis Nagano. Yes, mate. Yes, well done. Here we go. Question number three. Which athlete won New Zealand's only gold medal in the 1936 Berlin Olympics? Five, four, three, two, one. Jack Lovelock. Yes. Well done, buddy. Well done. Here we go. Question number four. How many years has it been since Quade Cooper took the field for the Wallabies? Six, five, four, three, two. Five years. One. No, sorry, mate. Sorry, Joe. Chris, good morning. 
Good morning. Morning, mate. Morning, Hello. mate. Are you feeling confident? You feel, yeah, morning, mate. How are you? Yeah, how's it going? Mate, you're a newbie to the quiz. I haven't seen Chris from Hamilton. How are you doing, brother? Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Oh, mate. Are you confident? Yep, so what's the question? How many <laughs> years has it been since Quade Cooper took the field for the Wallabies? I don't know, about four years? Yeah, I don't know, about four years. Well done. Here we go. Question number five, mate, to take it home. Which All Black famously dived out of the line-out against Wales in 1978? Controversial move which led to an All Blacks win. Yeah, Andy Hayden, mate. Andy Hayden. Beautiful. The great Andy Hayden. Rest in peace. Awesome, Chris. Congratulations, mate. If you stick around to about ah, 8.50 and make sure you turn your ears on and listen. You listen, because Baz gets angry with people that don't listen. Listen, you'll get a tip. You can spend that money wisely, and I guarantee you'll get a TAV fill-up. Congratulations. All right, cheers. Oh, I can't guarantee. Can't guarantee it. Can't guarantee it. It is. You're guaranteed, mate. Right. You're guaranteed to make runs. You're guaranteed a good, good tip. Well, I certainly wasn't guaranteed to make runs. I'll give you the tip. Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> 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 Right, 6.50 in the morning. Good quiz. Well done. Great participation as well. Good yeah. to see some new players as well getting paid with a little $50 TAB voucher. Good work there is. Right, we awesome. will shoot off for a bit of a break. 10 minutes to 7 on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SNZ. Yes, certainly are. We're coming up to the news with Trudy at 7 o'clock. Just an update on the White Ferns. Well, England woman, they made 184 for four. um, Tamsin Beaumont, 97 off 65. It was a hell of a knock, 13 fours and a six, striking at 150. So the White Ferns have an uphill battle to peg them back here at about five minutes away from seven. Get Nasser on the phone. He is in another orbit. Lazarus does it again. SNZ is pacing for purpose. Thanks to Harness Racing New Zealand. Come on, Louie. Give us a little winner. Give us a little winner Come on, here, Pumble my Chuck. <laughs> Actually, where is Mr. Pummelchuk? That's a great point, is. Where, where is it? Can we? Look, I'll, I'll work that out in the news. He must be turning up somewhere after he was scratched out and he would have won. He would have kicked them in by about eight lengths. So he would have done a Vantina on them, I'm sure of it. Well, come on, mate. Okay. Give us a little. Okay. This, is, this is where it gets a bit tricky. Give us a steer in this standard bread game. This is where it gets a bit tricky because for Harness Racing New Zealand, and look, Harness Racing, just like Thoroughbred Racing, they've been hanging on to get back out there and be able to get back racing. So they will be absolutely loving it. There's meets down in Invercargill, there's meets at Addington, and there's a meet at Cambridge, which, well, it's a little bit, a bit of adversity really because a lot of the good Auckland horses and, and trainers and drivers, I don't think they can go because they're caught on this side of the border or if they can go. I mean, it's a it's quite a confusing situation. The odds, but we want to support Cambridge tomorrow night, Friday night harness. The, the odds aren't quite out yet. But we've been steered into one. I'm all about the base. Kyle Marshall is driving. Kyle Marshall is training. The The thing is, we've got $100 to spend. I don't know what the odds are, so I don't know if it's an each-way bet, a place bet, or a win bet. I'm... <laughs> Izzy, Izzy, are you picking this up, bro? Are you picking this up? Mm-hmm. That is just... 
that is distancing himself from this tip <laughs> by any length possible. He is just give us a name, Louis. What is he's it? Like, He's moonwalking out of the studio. He's just left it out there. Baz, it's had 70 starts for seven wins. Hey, see, the other sort of old, that, that's, that's the odds right. I'm dealing with trying to get an MIQ voucher, you know. We should, <laughs> it's the same sort of. We should name the, name oh. the, name, rename the horse Baz to MIQ and see if it gets up there. And, and um, now, look, we're backing Kyle Marshall in here. So this is race eight. It's the Dunstan Mobile Pace. It's a three-year-old plus. It's $12,000 stakes. Kyle Marshall is going to get um, all about the base home for us. When the odds come out, we'll work if it's out, if it's an each-way bet or a, a win bet. We've got that $100. And when we win, because we will, we're going to donate it all to the Child Counts Foundation, aren't we, Is? Yeah, nice. We are, we are. And that's what it's all about, really. So seven, eight, seven races, seven wins. Look, let's hope it gets eight wins, because that'll be an unbelievable opportunity to d- donate to the Child Cancer Foundation. All jokes aside, that's what we're about. We're trying to win some money, raise some money for Child Cancer Foundation, mate. So good luck, because... Uh, I'm really, really looking forward to this race. What time's this race again? Uh, it's tomorrow night, and it is at six fifty-seven. So you know, just just you know, have a vino in hand. You'll be sitting on the couch, and you'll be absolutely right. screaming. I'm all about the base home with Kyle Marshall. <laughs> yep, yeah, beautiful. There you go. We'll watch that, and we'll cheer I just home. can't. Looking forward to it. I just cannot believe how non-committal that is to the tip. Like, it's, it's, it's like, uh, here's a tip, but I don't really know anything about it. I don't know if we're going each way. I don't know if we're going on the wind. No odds, bad. It's like, mate, if you're going to bring the Always tip Always on the, the party, nose. Just Never on it, the tail, know? mate. Just We've smack got it. a forgiving bunch. There you go. We've got a forgiving bunch. But you've got to sell the dream, Louis. Come on, I'm looking. I'm thinking about backing something else in the field now after the non-committal oh, play from you. I'm Crikey. all about the base. It just wins. It just wins, Baz. Back it. It just wins. Uh, all right. All right. There we go. That's a bit better. Speaking of just wins, I've just gone through a few of these tips. I know we're coming up to the news, so I've got to be careful. But I think we've had ten tips, right? Very elegant second, titled second, Aegon fourth, Antipodes fourth, Fantina first, Wheels second, Riverstock second, Bifrost first, Elephant first, 720 first. Well, Bifrost, we all remember Bifrost. Everyone got paid that day as well. So there's a little bit there. Wait for that tip a little bit later on. It's a bit of luck we can get paid again. But for now, it is coming up to 7 a.m., might just have a little drive through McCafe later on, Izzy, for a bit of a McCafe coffee. But for now, it's Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Be spoiled this Father's Day with Versace Poor Home. 100 mil, just 59.90 at Chemist Warehouse. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Well, it's just after 7am in the morning and we've had a great start to the day, really. We've been chatting the White Ferns and them, the girls over there doing it pretty tough. They've been set 184 to win, chasing down a mammoth total set by England. So hopefully the girls can get up and do the mahi and get the win there. We've been talking horses and tips, and the great work from our tipster, Baz McCullum, over the last couple of weeks. We've had some great Texas coming in. Safe flight, Baz. 
Loving your tips had a twenty dollar bonus bet from one of your tips that place put uh, that place put it on with one of mine. Whammo, one hundred and eighty dollars win a win a chicken dinner. So there you go, Baz. You're getting subtraction within the tipping world, and then wow, we had an absolute shaky, shaky tip from our harness expert, Louis, <laughs> talking all about the base in Cambridge at six fifty seven tomorrow, and I absolutely can't wait to chat. I watch that thing racing. For the Child Cancer Foundation, I will be hoping that it gets up, Louis, for, for their sake and for your sake, really, because that was an absolute shambles. But anyway, we'll move forward. Looking forward <laughs> to chatting to Mary Fisher. Mary Fisher, she's our para, uh, Paralympics uh, swimming expert. She's a star in her own right. want to talk to her about the successes we've had over at the Paralympics. And, um, you know, Sophie Pascoe, what she's achieved overnight, an unbelievable, her 11th gold medal. And what transpired after that, she had to get an oxygen mask put on her. So it just shows how deep she had to dig to get that win. So it'd be awesome to hear Mary's little insights. And then we got Michael Venus coming up a bit later on. US uh, Open doubles um, contendant. He's going to head over there and, and hopefully put on a performance and get the win. So it'll be awesome to be able to chat to Michael Venus. He's having his own little struggles in the MIQ world too. So he's taking his family, hopefully... Baz doesn't have to go down that track and take Liss and the kids over. I'm sure he won't, and I'm sure he will get back. But before we get there, we've got our good friend, Mary Fisher, on the line. Mary, is uh, she's a friend of the show. She's been on before. She spoke to us about all things Paralympics. She's gave us some names that I think have just done us proud over the last couple of weeks. So it'll be interesting to hear her little thoughts on last night and get her little insights to what Sophie Pascoe is going through. I've seen the emotion. I've heard the emotion. I've heard what it really means to her these last couple of weeks, so it'll be awesome to hear a little insights. Good morning, Mary Fisher. How are you? Morning. I'm all good, thanks. How are you guys doing? We're doing good, great, thank you. you. We're doing great. Have you, you've been enjoying these Paralympics? They've been pretty awesome to watch. I feel like we've unearthed some, some Paralympians that have uh, done us extremely proud over the last couple of days. Yeah, totally. I have I have been watching a lot, um, and it's been great that uh, we've been able to here in here in New Zealand because um, there has been good coverage. There's al- there's also been a, a couple of spots where we've had um, the coverage has been missed, and I'm really glad that people have have stridently kind of complained about that because it, it shows people really care, um, and it isn't fair on the athletes that that have had that happen to them. Um, but the coverage mm. has been overall good and it's been wonderful to see the last decade of it you know improving yeah I, I feel that as well I feel like this year uh, most importantly I feel like the the Paralympics has been spoken about we've been hearing names like I hear names William Steadman Danielle Aitchinson Tupo mm. Noifi Lisa Adams you know those are the names that we didn't hear too much about but and, and not just him. Obviously, we've had other athletes that have been extremely well, just missing out on medals. Michael Johnson and the shooting. Um, you know, mm. like we've, there's been some great um, coverage of it. Have you been pretty proud to see what they've been able to achieve over in, in Tokyo? Absolutely. They have had some incredible results. And I'd say, mm. um, yeah, Daniel Aitchison, in terms of it, um, it being her first games and picking up, you know, two medals, a silver and a bronze and, and the 200-metre and 100-metre sprints um, running, mm. that has been really cool to see. Um, she had, you know, medaled at um, World Champs in 2019, so it wasn't, like, completely unexpected, but I think coming into this 
it was also Lisa Adams' first game since she won a gold in the shot put. Yeah. But, um, but I think maybe Danielle was the person that had kind of like slid under the radar. And then, of course, the, like the four swimmers who I've all been on teams with before, um, and they've all attended the Paralympic Games. Yeah, seeing Tupo win the 100 backstroke was incredible. Oh. I was just so happy for her. And, and you know, to hear about other the others build up, I think they've all swam really, really well and to the best of their abilities at this time, which, you know, you can't, you can't just look at someone and say, oh, you've had a great build-up. Um, you know, mm. you, yeah, you just don't know what's going on for people in, in their lives leading up to the Games. And you just have to trust that they've done all that's been in their power to get there in the best um, in the best form possible. And, and I'm really proud of all the Kiwi athletes who, who've competed so far and they've got a couple of days to go still. So, yeah, it'll be exciting. Awesome. Mary, I want to get on to the swimming quick, uh, shortly, but just I'll touch on something you just mm. mentioned before about some of the events which have been missed. Um, is there any in particular which you, you sort of really stand out for you and think, oh, it would have been great for, for all of New Zealand to be able to really see that moment for that athlete? Oh, yeah. So the main, the main thing that in terms of the coverage you mean, right? Yeah, that is, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So um, Ben Tuiasiva, he was throwing a shot put at the beginning of the games, or in terms of the athletics program. And New Zealand had this live feed coming from the athletics stadium. And, and then obviously it's like quite different from my experience with swimming where you've got one race happening only in an mm. athletics stadium. You've got several things happening sometimes, like throwing and mm. running. And, um, and then, of course, they might pan to like the spectators, which is actually, you know, just teammates and stuff at the moment because no spectators. But um, but what happened was that Ben's Ben's shot put and that was completely missed by the international feed that came through to to Aotearoa. Um, And fair enough, like a lot of friends and family and people who, you know, might have been there in person if they could have, completely missed on, on seeing him. And there is a live results website, so they could keep refreshing that and stuff. But if this had been thought about earlier, then maybe there could be a mitigation strategy in place, which did happen the following day when when New Zealand thought, oh, maybe this will happen when Lisa Adams, who's ranked mm. first in the world and has the world record, and Katie Dore, who are both, you know, throwing um shot put in the in the women's F thirty seven. Um, so they were throwing the following day and New Zealand did have a live feed of just shot put and they, they were good in terms of being realistic about it at the time and said, this doesn't have live commentary, which is great for people like me who are blind um, to know because, of course, mm. the, the live feed was good for some people in terms of watching that had a bit of less drama and for me was completely mm. inaccessible. Um, mm. There was that thought put in after Ben was completely missed. Um, and there hasn't been... There hasn't also been coverage of the of the shooting, which Mike, Michael Johnson, it's his fifth games, he's an awesome human. Um, he he's had two events so far which he which he hasn't meddled in and, and he does have a third event coming up. Um but yeah, those those are the main things that Kiwis haven't been able to see the full extent of or who's have been missed in terms of that live video coverage. Yeah. I wonder if I wonder if there is an opportunity for those athletes to be able to still communicate back with maybe the, the TV networks and they might have that footage. It might not have been shown at the time. So it'd be interesting to see if we can yes. get a hold of that for, for some of those athletes because I completely agree. It's there. Yeah. They've, they've worked so hard for their opportunity. It would be great to have mm. them celebrated. Yeah. 
it does feel like one of those things where Olympic and Paralympic athletes have been treated differently. It, it is improving, and the other thing to mention is that um, following um, following Ben's performance, like the, the next day at 9am and each day at 9am, um, there has been some highlights in, in a reel being shown and that being talked to um, and Attitude has done a great job of of kind of compiling those things. But it would be cool for people to be able to watch live with good commentary or audio description. And actually this is like a perfect place for accessibility to be thought about in terms of those elements um, of how how the coverage is, is being shown to New Zealanders. Like our images being um, being described so that blind and low vision people and some neurodiverse people um, really mm. find it useful for images to have descriptions on them um, and, and yeah just several things which I think you know we can we can improve on in the future um, but it but it is cool seeing the amount of, of interest and support from from Aotearoa going over to those in Tokyo I totally agree. I, I heard something the other day. Um, William Steadman, I think, on his final jump, they actually missed it. And um, so yes, I was watching jump, that too. Yeah. Mm. Yep. So he so was, you know, ranked at fifth or sixth at that stage. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then his final jump brought him up to silver, which was epic and oh. awesome. And it would have been so cool <laughs> to listen to the commentators, whatever they were, however they yeah. described it. Like, so many people yeah. would have would have loved to hear that moment live. Um, and so yeah, there, there will there will be video coverage from everyone's event that yeah. is being shown at a later time. Um, yeah. Now that's great feedback. I'll make sure I pass that on to Spark Sport when they um when they. No, I'm just joking. Sky Sport. I'll make sure I pass it on to Duke <laughs> at Sky Sport because, like you said, we need to make it happen. Things are becoming more normal, and we need to normalise it. And uh, everyone needs to be treated equally. So great work there. Can we talk about um? Sophie Pascoe. Sophie Pascoe, last yeah. night, her 11th gold medal. Um, I know when mm-hmm. she won her 10th, the emotion that was that she spoke about, um, these games were a different um, kind of build-up. You know, a, a year ago, if she went, mm-hmm. had went to these Paralympics, she probably might, might not have been ready. Um, yeah, how have yep. you found Sophie in the pool, and, and you know, have, have you enjoyed her successes? You could just see how much this means to her. Yeah, I'm so glad that sh- she is over there and racing. Um, and you know, from from what I've heard and read and stuff, it it sounds like the yeah the build up to these games has has just been incredibly hard of her. So just to make it in terms of being named on the New Zealand team and then to be on that plane and and race against the best in the world is a, is a massive achievement. No matter your no matter your like past results, which for her are incredible. Mm. And Sophie's one of the most determined people that I. I know in the world. Um, yeah, she's an amazing individual, and um, and she, she. I mean, everyone's got different goals going into into her games, and you can't always set personal best times. So heading into a game, you're attending for yourself and your whanau and your country, and you of course want to medal if that's possible. Um, and and I think she's really just giving it all that she has at the moment, which. Mm. You can't ask any more of, of people than that. And it's it's a completely different atmosphere for all athletes because of the COVID protocols and restrictions. Um, but it's also really different for Sophie, who's had um, Rowley Crichton as her coach since she was eight years old. Yeah. And now, um, you know, she's 
28 or uh, yeah her and I are like a week apart in birthdays um and <laughs> and it's like not that many athletes have that incredible relationship with with someone that has been there right from the beginning um and and a roller can't be there because because of illness and stuff is is on a, is probably you know like a factor but it's also something that um so she's such a you know well-versed athlete in terms of how her body and mind works during a competition and even though it's been a rough build up she's doing amazingly especially mm. without her regular coach there who has been at you know nearly every other competition mary we're gonna to have to let you go but we really appreciate you again coming on our show mm. we're gonna we'd love to get you on all the time if that's possible it's great to talk <laughs> to you and you got fascinating insights and and obviously so close to a lot of our Paralympians, and, and you're so proud of what they're achieving as well. So thanks heaps for joining us again on, on thanks, Baz Mary. for Breakfast. All the best. Cheers. Catch you guys later. Three more days of thanks, racing. Mary. So, yeah, enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> See ya. Wonderful. That is our Paralympic oh, dual gold medalist, dual silver medalist, and broad medalist swimmer, Mary Fisher. And she talked about Sophie Pascoe there. Well, we've got a little clip on Sophie Pascoe from last night. The mentality was just to, just to fight, just dig deep. I could see her coming and I just wanted it so bad. I know that she did too and it was just, it came down to experience and that's what got me this gold medal. Um, you know, you can, I can say that that wasn't my best performance. We all know that my best performance was done in 2019 and we knew that this event, this games wasn't going to give me my best performances because it was about coming here off the year that's been uh it was about making a podium uh but to come away with the four peat is just i'm 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 proud i'm proud of myself it's i i really dug deep in that and i think everyone witnessed that and i'm so lucky to have matt and megan just on the side of the pool and you know getting me to medical attention and then obviously having IPC move the medal ceremony delayed for myself I mean that just goes to show the respect that they have for the athletes on how much that we do give Sophie Pascoe talking us through her achievements last night and her ability to win another gold medal her 11th gold medal and fascinating insight that 2019 her mind was her best performance and she was going there to try and podium mm. well she kicked the ultimate goal again. She is a wonderful New Zealand sports person and doing some amazing things for us, flying the flag all around New Zealand. We'll talk more about that, not just her, but all our other athletes a little bit later on in the show too. But for now, it is 7.18 in the morning. I'm Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Big thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. 24 minutes past 7 o'clock, double eight double three is the text number. I'm Baz and Izzy for breakfast, and there are some great texts there we'll get to at some stage before the news, hopefully, as well. A, um, and when you text, you could be sleeping in a temper bed valued at $10,000. So there's two more days. Well, tomorrow is the day when we announce the text of the month. That is very exciting. So get your texts coming in on double eight double three. Just a bit of an update in the cricket. The White Ferns are doing it. Well, very tough. Uh, Susie Bates and Sophie Devine have both gone. They are 25 for two in their chase for uh, 185 to win against the English woman who put up a great score, only lost four wickets. So that's the latest update from over in the UK where the White Ferns are playing best. 
Yeah, it's difficult when you lose your two best players as well, isn't it? And Sophie Devine and Susie Bates. Great to see Susie back, though. Well, and and Sophie as well, because she had a few challenges herself throughout the summer as well. So great to see her back and leading the the White Ferns. And they're, they're a good side, the White Ferns. They just need to just polish up a couple of areas. I think their performance in the last little while hasn't been quite as good as what the talent that that squad possesses. So hopefully this tour will be a huge one for them and they can take some great learnings and maybe achieve some great things. And speaking of achieving great things, Sophie Pascoe, I think we should go back to that, is and and that conversation with Mm. Mary Fisher as well, because first of all, Mary, she's so considered, she's so so thoughtful and and she you can hear her genuine affection for all of her fellow Paralympian athletes and and, uh, and her just delight for what Sophie's been able to achieve. So I, I found, found that a, a great conversation, mate. What, what were your learnings from that? Mate, she was fascinating, Mary Fisher. Um, you know, we've got to consider, like, she is, she is blind. And, and she, you know, her ability to pick up information, pick up words, get those learnings, get a bit of an understanding of what's going on in the world is absolutely amazing. So... Great work from Mary Fisher. Thanks so much for joining us. And um, we heard about her little details, what we want to see in the broadcasting sense, which I totally agree with. Um, we've got to consider that a lot of these athletes um, you know, le- learn and hear certain ways. So hopefully um, the people out there that are looking after broadcasting are taking these um, informations on and, and, and sorting that out. But, mate, Sophie Pascoe, what an absolute unbelievable athlete she is. I want to ask you out there in the public, where does Sophie Pascoe stack up in your everyday athlete, modern athletes in today's era? Sophie Pascoe is a Kiwi Olympian. Um, Olympics, Paralympics, the same old. Where does Sophie Pascoe stand up for you among Kiwi athletes? Give us a text, double eight, double three. We want to hear from you because she is an absolute champion. This is what she said. I left it all out there and some of it on the side of the pool. That's what this fight is all about, right? And I really wanted to make this a four-peat. It just came down to that last 10 metres, not breathing, and the skills that Coach Rowley and I have been working on for many years doing this race. I can say you have witnessed my last ever 200 metre 200 individual medley. I'll be cutting this event down, so it's nice to finish on a positive note with a gold medal. Mate, unbelievable. And that just, just defines who she is as a person, as an athlete. She is so driven. She is mentally tough. That last me, uh, 10 metres, she was black. She blanked out. And she just relied on mental fortitude to get her home. So she sticks right up there for me. Her success, 11th gold medal, um, her 19th gold medal overall. Unbelievable, unbelievable. So we want to hear from you at home. Where does this stack up for you among Olympians in New Zealand? Double eight, double three, give us a text. Yeah, spot on is spot on. Uh, also, I get the sense just from talking to Mary and, and listening to the tone and, and the emotion in Sophie Pascoe's voice mm. that it's been a tough year for Sophie and and yeah. we probably will never know what what those what those challenges have been but I was just picking up a few things there that, that maybe she's been fighting a few of her own battles um, to even get to the Olympics and, and hence why her expectations um, or sorry the Paralympics why her expectations were were just to try and reach the podium so now for her to yeah. go beyond that and to achieve what she's achieved is is quite remarkable. So I totally agree, mate. Double eight, double three. Let us know where Sophie Pascoe sits. You tell us where Sophie Pascoe sits in terms of the all-time Paralympic athletes and athletes in general. Let's not try and put them in a box here. It's, it's, they are 
absolute athletes and, uh, and Sophie Pascoe. In my mind's right up there, Bez. but you tell us what you think as well. Bez, that's a great lesson too. That's a great lesson for everyone out there. You never know what's how someone's feeling and what they're going through. So it's a lesson for everyone to, to always be nice. You never know what someone's feeling, what someone's thinking, how they are, you know, what they're going through on in the background. And that that's actually a great question what you, you spoke about there because I get the same feeling that she's she's had a lot of her own little things going on in the background. She spoke about it. Like you said, she just wanted a medal. That's not Sophie. She wants to win every single event. So there would have been a lot of things, and um, yeah, I just think as as, as a Kiwi, we're so proud of her, and we had a lot of messages yesterday, people confirm it, like, like young kids looking up to Sophie Pascoe, she is an idol, um, so great work Sophie, and uh, yeah, just be nice I reckon. Mm. Well, in the fullness of time we may well find that out, but for now let's celebrate her as mm. one of our all-time champion athletes, we're coming up to 7.30 in the morning well, we've got plenty to come on the show as well. Michael Venus is going to be with us on the other side. We've got Craig McMillan later on. Looking forward to talking to old Macca. It's been a while chatting to Macca, so that will be good fun. And, of course, the <laughs> White Ferns are still underway over there in Chelmsford on their mammoth chase against the English of 184 in those 20 overs. So let's see. But for now, it is Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. <laughs> Thank you, Trudy. 28 minutes away from 8am on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks for tuning in this morning on the second day of spring. It does feel good to put winter behind us. Plenty of live sport going on at the moment. I'll update you there very shortly. Over to the F1 and, and former world champion Kimi Raikkonen has announced that he will retire from Formula 1 at the end of the season. So he's 41 years old now, the Finnish uh, driver, and, and he won in 2007. That is incredible how long ago that was. He's racing for Alfa Romeo and really just hanging in there. So that will be the end of a great, great career. Over to Flushing Meadows, where we've got the US Open going on, and Francis TFO has started very powerfully in his second round match against Pella of Argentina. So he's won the first set 6 1. Rafael Batista Agu is up 6 1 set and then up 4 2, 4 games to 2 in the second set, where he's going on. And we've got Daniel Medvedev, who's just finished a straight set smashing of the German player Kopfer. So Daniel Medvedev is the second seed in this tournament. He's won 6-4, 6-1, 6-2. He is going to be extremely dangerous as the tournament goes on. That's the latest from the Arthur Ashe Stadium in Flushing Meadows. And the White Ferns, well, they're starting to rebuild. They are 46 for two. The loss of two, 7.1 overs through their match against the English woman over there in England. They are chasing 185 for victory. It's a big title, a big total. Amy Satterthwaite is on 28 from 18. Maddie Green, 13 from 13 deliveries. That's all of the live sport going on around the world. We'll be back to update in not too long at all, but there's some fantastic texts that have been coming through on double eight, double three, Baz. Yep, we got some great. Oh, there you here. go, Mike. We off, got eh? some. Oh, Mike off My bad. Gems yet, Mike off. Mike off. It's okay, mate. I can read the first couple and I'll throw it here. But got some beauties here. One from John. G'day, boys. Sophie is a bloody legend. I actually think it's a disgrace that she's never been the overall Halberg winner. Our best for sure. So humble and such a proud Kiwi. Cheers, John. Hey, mate. That's an interesting. 
Uh, little call there. She, I think she's got a few awards at the Halbergs, but I don't think she's won the overall. So very, very tough on her. Here we go. Very tough year for Sophie. If you listen to her podcast where she interviews uh, Willie Apiada, she gives you an insight and opens up. That's from Goose. So might have to go listen to her little podcast after this, um, Baz, and have a wee listen and see what's um, transpired in, in there and see what she kind of talks about and get a bit more of an insight to what's going on in, in Sophie's world. That'll be fascinating, mate. We've got a few more texts. You want to read a couple out? Yeah, mate. Yep. Um, where is it? Uh, Sophie Pascoe, what a legend of an athlete to compete for so long and achieve so much success is remarkable. She'll, she would have been one, if not the number one New Zealand athlete we've ever produced. That's PJ from Tamuka. Spot on. Tamuka. What's the frequency down in Tamuka? Hang on a minute. Where are we? I suppose that's in Timaru. 12.42 a.m., I reckon. Let us know, PJ, if you're mm. listening on 12.42am. See if I got that one right. Eh? That would be a little stab in the dark for the old Baz and Izzy, wouldn't it? Get that one right. <laughs> know our frequencies. There you go. Don't you worry about us. We're, we're, we're proper what about this one, radio dude? hosts. We know our frequencies. What? Which one is? What about What about this one? Boys, if we treat our Olympic, athlete, Olympic and Paralympic athletes as equals, Sophie Pascoe has to be in the discussion when deciding who is our best ever Olympian. She now has 19 medals over four games, 11 of which are gold. It's extremely hard to single out one of our athletes as the best, but for me, it's neck between two of them, Lisa Carrington and Sophie. But maybe neither of them has reached the end of their career yet, so I'll sit on the fence at this point in time. It's just so amazing to be able to watch and celebrate their achievements and all our other athletes bring on the Commonwealth Games next year. That's from Richie. What an absolute doozy of a text message what do you think mate good work richie yeah sitting on the fence like louis was with his tip on the standard breads as well <laughs> so there you go thanks richie <laughs> your sentiment is is spot on though so appreciate that message as well richie and uh here's here's another couple here sophia's on my mount rushmore of new zealand athletes in general also lads a wee horse name <laughs> fizzy izzy love the show boys adam not bad, Adam. <laughs> Not bad. Fizzy Fizz. Izzy. Uh, I wonder Fizzy if he's Izzy. ever been called Fizzy Izzy before. Uh, Fizzy never Izzy. been. Is that because I'll fizzle out or I don't know. Give us a, what, what am I called Fizzy? What's it called Fizzy Izzy? Just a little bit of uh, <laughs> well, detail on that, Adam. Would love rhyme. to hear that. Is, yeah. I imagine because it probably be rhymes. but <laughs> Probably because he <laughs> opens up a can of Vista and it just fizzes everywhere and explodes maybe. I don't know. Oh, yeah, thanks for the hookup on the Vista too, brother. Strong. Here we go. Boys, the bet of the weekend is the chosen one at the Valley. How's about that? The bet of the weekend, he reckons. Class horse of the field and boasts a tremendous fresh-up record in from $36 pre-draw to 10 bucks now. That won't last either. Get on now. Are you serious? Are you serious? That's the same race that Elephant's in. That is interesting. There we go. We might have a little Kiwi Quinella over there. And the last one before okay, we carry mate. into a break. Spot on, Baz. But but the app is a little bit better for me down here. Perfect. PJ Tamuka. There we go. He reckons that 12.42 a.m. is also in Tamuka. So lucky, I say. 7.38 in the morning here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SNZ. 
17 minutes away from 8 and plenty of texts coming in on Sophie Pascoe. Give us a call on the Kennards Higher phone line, though. 0800 150 811. We would love to hear from you. The US Open tennis tournament is underway in the doubles campaign. Well, that'll be an interesting one to follow, won't it, Izzy? It will, it will. We don't want to keep him uh, away from his training schedule, so we'll get right into it. I want to welcome in bronze Olympic, bronze Olympic medalist and all-round champion Kiwi tennis star Michael Venus, who is currently preparing for his first round of the US Open doubles match. So we pre- appreciate you giving us your time, mate. How are you, Michael? How's the preparations been, brother? Yeah, doing good, boys. How are you guys going? Yeah, no, no, we're, we're bloody good, mate. We're bloody good. We had a we had a great chat to uh, Michael Clary yesterday out of the US Open, uh, mate. How's your preparations been for this? I know you've got your family over there. Must be great having them them there as well, mate. Yeah, no, the preparations are going well. Uh, you know, been here for just over a week now, so uh, ready to go. Uh, we're gonna we start tomorrow, but uh, yeah, the family's not quite here yet. We're still waiting on. Uh, the passport for one of my daughters to turn up and once that does um, then hopefully they'll be on a plane pretty quickly and, and we'll be reading out Hey mate, I was right. actually we're, I was reading the article yesterday about your MIQ situation and my fellow co-host is going through the same situation as there's <laughs> just so much, un- so much uncertainty at the moment within the world of travel is this just the new, new way of uh, the new age athlete, they just got to deal with it and we're just going to keep moving on like this is just the new way of of travel at the moment yeah i guess so i mean uh you know there's nothing else can can really do it's either i I leave new zealand and go play tournaments um and it's not possible to really keep coming back and do the two weeks in quarantine and then spend some time with the family and then go again and we don't have enough break between all our tournaments so yeah you you either go and play or i guess you stop playing and, and you find something else to do and uh, you know, I've still got some, some things I'd like to try and achieve and, and do while playing. So uh, it's just kind of, I guess, one of the sacrifices I have to make right now. Nice. Michael, congratulations on everything, all your successes over the last little while. It's been fascinating to be able to follow you, mate. Mate, I love my tennis, love playing tennis. Problem is I'm about four foot nothing, so I've got to hit the ball up to get it over the net. How much of a disadvantage is it being a short fella trying to play this great game? <laughs> Yeah, I think you've seen over the years it's, uh, the bigger the guys are starting to get bigger and bigger also. Uh, and it's just, just the advantage with, with the serve and that. But in saying that, there is some, some smaller guys out there. I think Diego Schwartzman, who's been top in the world the last uh, couple of years, he's he's about five five foot five or so, five six. He's, he's on the smaller side. and So it is possible, but uh, yeah, you, you've got to try and find some ways around it. All right, all right, I'll work on that. That's good. So I'm, I, I feel like I've got some hope there, so that's good. Wonderful. Well, um, hey, mate, just with the, the US Open then, it obviously starts tomorrow, and your partner, the German Tim Putz, have you guys played much tennis together, and, and are you in a good place heading into this tournament? Yeah, we have. So Tim and I, we started playing uh, just after French Open. Uh, so we, we had a few tournaments on the grass, and then Wimbledon, and then... Um, we won a tournament right after that before both of us went to Tokyo and, and played with, uh, obviously, different partners there. Uh, and then we linked back up the last few weeks over here. So, no, it's, it's kind of a relatively new partnership in, in terms of, uh, you know, doubles pairings. But, uh, you know, we've known each other a long time. We both went to college together in the States at the same time and played against each other there. So, 
um, yeah, it's, uh, we're feeling good and, and ready to ready to go. Mate, how do you find that partner? Like, what what's the detail that you go in when you're looking for that that, that doubles partner? Like, what do you take the course? Uh, I mean the the court in, into into situations of why you're picking that that partner or, or what goes into it. Yeah, it's it's a tricky way. I seem to um, you know bounce around a little bit. Tennis, I guess, is a bit of a more individual sport, and then you as doubles, you're trying to come together as a team. So um, it does provide some challenges, but uh, you're just trying to find someone. I think the first thing is having someone that you work well with. Uh, you're on the same page of how you're trying to go about things and and, and how you want to work together as a team. And if you have that communication. And, and you're on the same page, then you can kind of figure out your game styles and, and what works best for the two of you and, and how to play the way you guys want to play. So I think that having that communication and, and being open at the beginning, mm. I think that's kind of the key uh, ingredient. Hey, mate, I feel like in the last year or last two years, you've, you've had so much success. We're, we're hearing your name more. We're hearing you in the winner's circle. Like, what can you put that down to uh, within your game? Oh, uh, you know you guys know what it's like. It's, I don't think it's one thing. Uh, I think it's just trying to do the little things and, and just trying to find ways to keep improving. And if you can do that, uh, you know, then hopefully the results will kind of take care of themselves and, and you'll just become, I guess, the best player or, or athlete that you can be. So, uh, you know, I'm just, just trying to focus on those little things each day and, and hopefully it pays off when I'm out on the court. Like a good fine wine, mate. Getting better with age. Uh, just before we let you go, we want to go back to that to that um, bronze bronze medal at the Olympics, mate. I was watching that 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 game, and the unbelievable, like just seeing the emotion coming through post that game, and the belief that you guys had throughout that match. Has it still feel surreal that you guys were able to achieve that at the Olympics? Yeah, it still does. Um, you know, if you. If you had told me before going in that we would have won that, I, you know, you dream about it and you hope that it will happen, but to actually be standing on, on the podium afterwards and, and have the medal, it was definitely something really special. And, um, you know, I, I do have to look back at some of the kind of pictures and that and kind of pinch myself and, and realise that, yeah, it did happen. So uh, it would be great to, to finally see all the family and, and be able to celebrate with them and, and, and that. Mate, well, Michael, thank you heaps for joining us here, mate, on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SNZ. We, we wish you all the very best in this tournament, and even more so, we wish you all the best catching up with the family. It must be great to have them when they finally do get over, and we appreciate, as a Kiwi doing the thing around the world, what you're achieving, and, and thanks for flying our flag all around the globe, mate. So all the best. Thanks, Michael. Awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. Take care. Awesome. Good man. That was Michael Venus, who, of course, heads into tomorrow's uh, US Open doubles match with his partner Tim Putz. So look forward to following him over the next little while. And we wish him all the success as well. He's doing some wonderful things in the tennis world, and and he's he's sacrificing so much too. New Zealand is the most beautiful mm. country in the world, and he's spending so much time away from it to chase his dreams. So we wish him all the best, and he has our support here from Baz and Izzy on for breakfast on SCNZ and. I wonder what he's paying at the TAB. That's something we can have a look up in this little <laughs> break here. It's 7.51 in the morning, and we'll be back very soon.
to the news with Trudy. 0800 150 811 is the Kennards High phone line. We'd love to get in touch. We'd love you to get in touch with us. The White Ferns are doing it tough. They might need a bit of a miracle. 12 overs through. They're five down for 80 runs. Amy Satterthwaite is 41 off 28. But other than that, not too much else going right for the ladies up there in the UK. and Izzy at Country Clueless. Well, 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 Country Clueless. We haven't been here for a few few weeks and there's a reason why. There is a reason why. We are right on top of things at home. It is lockdown. We can't play golf. We can't go to the pub. We can't do much. So I don't know about you, Bears, but I'm looking out here. My lawns are lush. They are lush. And yes, Brian. Yes, Brian. I remember you. I remember you, Brian. Yes, I mowed my own lawns yesterday. I mowed my own lawns, mate. We're level three here. So I got my hands on a good mower and I was right on. So yes, I'm looking outside. The pasture's looking green. The, the lawns are mowed. Everything's looking beautiful. Bears, bears, bears. I want to ask you this question, bears. You're going away. You're going away on Monday. You're going away, mate. What's going to go on at the horse farm, mate? Talk me through it. Who's looking after the horses? What's go, who's going who's gonna to mow the lawns? Who's going to upkeep the, the, the section? You know, what's going on? You've got, well, you got some things well, in mate, place? When you're, a, when you're a good horse farmer, mate, you prepare for these times, okay? So you make sure that mm-hmm. you have your rotational grazing structure laid out so that it's very simple and easy to follow. You ensure that yep. your cattle are arriving at exactly the right time as the spring grass is starting to come through, you make sure your yep. fertilizer has been booked in so that it's going to drop at the exact moment where the grass needs swift to grow, take eh? at its best. Swift grow, yep. And you ensure that the horses are in the paddocks where they're most comfortable is. So I'm going to call upon... Nice. Well, I pretty much what I'll do is I'll, I'll, I'll leave like a, a dossier for Liss and yep. Riley and Mayer and Evie to be able to follow... It is pretty easy. You just follow this and all mm. will be good. Group one champions will come from our farm if you follow <laughs> this plan. That's all. Okay. And the lawns will get cut by my old mate down the road. Eh, Rocky. Rocky yep. and his team. Great, great people. Nice. Rocky and his team, the Hennessys. So they look after us when I'm away. So there we go. We've got our plan in see? place. You just see, now Brian, it's about Bears doesn't even mow his own lawns. Oh, oh, hey, when I'm not here, it's hard to mow the lawns from Dubai, mate. I get sand in the mower. <laughs> <laughs> oh, beautiful, mate. Uh, there oh. you go. That's country is clueless. Or is it country what about clueless? Leave the dots will be bu- Follow the... Liz will be busy, though. You'll have a few jobs for Liz. What, should, what, should, what will she do for you while she's away? Well, she's busy anyway. We've got three kids, you know. Farm to run, animals to feed, businesses to... The wheels ticking over of mate, you know, just keep the uh, keep the wolves at bay, so to speak. So no, yes. she'll be busy. I'm looking looking forward to ensuring that she follows the exact plan that I have laid out. So there you go. Ah, country clueless. I'm not going to lie, bears. Yesterday, yesterday, hit. Sorry, bears. Yesterday, I hit the pool with the mast, so there's a wee dent at the bottom of the fence, but that's okay. <laughs> we'll fix that up. Coming up to eight o'clock in the morning, which means that. Well, little McCafe a little bit later on. Looking forward to that. Here's Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand.
Good morning, you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. It is just after 8 o'clock in the morning, our last hour together for this Thursday, the 3rd of August. It's been a wonderful, wonderful day so far. Oh, 2nd, 2nd of September I should say, it's 3rd of August, what am I doing? I've gone back a month, 2nd of <laughs> September, it is the 2nd of September, get it right Daggy mate. We've had an absolutely amazing hour, we got to chat to Mary Fisher, fascinating insights on our current Paralympians, their successes, 10 medals so far, Sophie Pascoe last night receiving her 11th gold medal and we asked you the question, our listeners, where does Sophie Pascoe Stand in the current age athletes. We want to hear from you, so keep texting in double eight double three. We've had some great texts so far. We also spoke to Michael Venus out of the US Open as he starts preparing for his first round match tomorrow. And then we had a bit of country clues, and we spoke to Bears about what's going to happen at home when he leaves on Monday. He's got great faith in his family, and I'm sure they're going to do a great job. And just coming up, mate, coming up and couple of minutes, we've got Craig McMillan, our good friend Macca. I'm pretty sure he'll be chomping at the bit, and if he's anything like me, get this, Baz. I, backed the t- I booked the tea time for today. I'm playing golf. I'm playing golf at oh, 2.24 this afternoon. I'm going to head out onto the golf course, have a wee hit, so I want to be interesting to see if Macca's booked him a tea time. And knowing him, the golfing he is, he would have played already yesterday once we got out of level two. Uh, level four, I should say. And then we've got Paul Mowati, mate. Can't wait to chat to Paul Mowati. He is probably my favourite part. The energy he brings to the show, the insights, the little bonus bet backs we get from, bonus back bets that we get from Paul Mowati, he gives us, and hopefully he's given us something tomorrow night for 6.57 when we go to the harness and we watch that horse all above base. So looking forward to that, mate. So we've got a great last hour. Stay with us, stay tuned, and keep firing those texts in. We love to hear from you. I've got a text message here, actually, Baz. This is from my mate. After talking to Michael Venus and you calling me Tover O'Brien, <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got a good text message. Tennis is the one sport that Dag is absolutely hopeless at. Big serve and nothing else. Never once beating me. Six love, six love, six love. That is from Henry, my good friend who's locked down in Auckland. Um, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. I've got a, like I said to you, mate, I've got a big serve. You won't see it if it goes in. And um, that's about it. And then we've got, <laughs> and then we've got another one from Brian. Well done, Israel, on mowing your own lawns. I get the neighbour's son to mow mine. Cheers, Brian. Well, you can't come at me, Brian, when you're getting your neighbours to mow your lawns. Come on, mate. Anyway, before we get to Macca, though, just on mm-hmm. that, talking about having a big surf and nothing else. Well, put it this way, boys. Fizzy Izzy would be a Kieran, wouldn't be a Kieran Reid stayer. So there you go. You can do your own math on that one. <laughs> and on the back of your August the 3rd, not September the 2nd date. Morning, guys. SCNZ has been going for... Six to seven weeks now, and what a pleasure it is to listen to a sports chit-chat station again. Baz and Izzy, you two should make the sequel to Dumb and Dumber. Keep up the fun. Great show, <laughs> Kerry. I guess that is a compliment. Thanks, Kerry. Oh. Anyway, let's move on to someone who's going to talk a little bit of sense. Well, let's hope he's going to talk a bit of sense. He normally does. It's time for a McCafe coffee catch-up, and it's with our good friend Craig McMillan, of course, former Black Cat. He is Spark Sports' lead commentator as well. He used to be the batting coach for the That is Black your fourth plug today, Bez. <laughs> he joins us on <laughs> the disgusting. phone now. Good morning, Macca. Morning, Bez. Morning, Nizzy. Morning, Lance. How are we going? 
good, Here mate. Go. Better for talking to you as well, Mac. Do you stay up all night? And well, oh, you wouldn't have to stay up that long to watch the boys last night. You watched the game? Yeah, I did. It wasn't quite Christ's uh, latest shift as what it should have been, unfortunately. I was really excited to turn on Spark Sport last night. There's a busy summer of cricket coming up with a couple of tours. But it was a bit sobering, wasn't it, watching that performance. Um, Lost equal total for New Zealand in T20s and um, outplayed right from the start. So there's a fair bit of work for the boys to do. And I think if anyone was in doubt how hard it is to tour Bangladesh and what a tough mm. side they are in their home conditions and we've both toured there so we know then um, mm. yes that certainly showed how tough it is going to be for the lads Yeah well I was, I was trying to explain before that, that uncomfortable feeling when you walk out to bat there and Murper and, and you, you prod forward to the left arm chicken dinner and you get your front pad blown off by one which skids <laughs> or conversely <laughs> next delivery you prop forward again trying to cover the one that slides on and it rips past your nose and bounces over your right shoulder it's a difficult place, isn't it, Mac? And, and as a as a former batting coach, I mean, what what would your messages be to those some of the young guys who are, who are going there for the first time? Well, I think one of the things you look at, Baz, is that New Zealand would have been able to look at their Aussie series and Bangladesh. They beat the Aussies four one, which we love, don't we? That was great because we love seeing mm. Australian get beat wherever they go. But it would have showed right. them exactly the conditions that they were going to be up against. And I think one of the things that the messages I would have given is lose the ego because T20 cricket, especially from a batting point of view, is generally about ego. You go out, you're looking for boundaries, you're looking to take on the mm. bowlers. But in Bangladesh, you've got to score tough runs, and that means the ability to rotate the strike, pick up singles, um, and put pressure on their spinners by doing that. So, um, yeah, it was a tough night. There's a few question marks, a few points that sort of brought up throughout the performance. I think. Tom Latham was captain, and obviously this is not New Zealand's normal T20 side. I think we should acknowledge that, mm. but it's a great mm. opportunity for a, a number of youngsters to um, get a taste of international cricket against a very good side in their home conditions, but I think there's a few things we have to look at before we head into that second game, and namely as the batting order. We saw last night that yeah. Henry Nichols and Tom Latham are our two best players of spin, so to me, I push them to the top of the order um, you know, Nichols could bat three, you could put Tom Latham to open, which he's done a lot of in one-day cricket previously, because the first ten overs bowled by Bangladesh, nine were by spin, so you want your best place, players facing that spin. So I think there's a couple of changes that New Zealand could make. Hey, Matt, I was watching uh, a couple of the highlights, and I was watching the dismissals by a couple of these batsmen. So, like, was it a case of just poor so- shot selection? Like, it looked like they were like, half in it. They were they was a popped a few up and just some simple catches in the end. Yeah, it's was one of those things that you can train all you want, but until you get into game time, it's really difficult with mm. trying to actually adapt and get used to those conditions. And a couple of the shots early on where the players were just too early through the shot. I think Ratchin Revenge, a tough start for the youngster on debut out for a golden duck. So that was a tough start where he just pushed out a little bit early. And that can happen because... When you're a bit nervous, obviously you want to hit the ball, so your hands go out in front. Mm. But um, And there's a couple of other dismissals there. But, and they're sneaky, these um, Bangladeshi bowlers, because what they do is they'll throw one up a bit slower and it will grip and turn. So then you think you have to play everything, and then they do you with the arm ball that skids on at 15, 20k a little bit quicker. So there'll be a, I, I hate using the word learnings, boys, because it's been overused in sport for quite a while. 
but I would hope mm. that there was a lot of learnings from that first performance and they'll be able to get it right because I think the one thing that you've also realised from a batting point of view is you don't need to score 140, 150 to win games in Bangladesh. Mm. Um, the highest score in the Aussie series was 131 and, and the range was between 104 and 131. So if you get in that target area, that's going to win your matches over there. You've just got to find a method and a game plan that's going to get you that score. See, is this see how good like the research that Mac has put in? Obviously, as a lead Spark Sport commentator, he doesn't just turn up and <laughs> just fly by the seat of his pants. He comes prepared, comes ready. He's got his information, oh his preparation done. And that's why we love Macca. Craig McMillan joining us on the McCafe Coffee Catch Up uh, this morning on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Mac, the other thing about that tour for the um, Black Caps boys is it's not just the it's not just the players who are fresh to that environment either or the that tour. It's also the coaching staff, and they'll be learning a few things about themselves in the next little while too. Yeah, for sure. It's a, it's a new coaching staff with Glenn Pocknell, uh, the Wellington Firebirds coach. Um, he's the head coach over there, so great opportunity, great experience for him. You've got uh, Graham Aldridge, who's the bowling coach, uh, who's gone over, and Tillin Samarawera, who's great... Uh, Sri Lankan batsman, Baz, who you would have played oh. a number of games against over the years as the batting coach for the Used to bat in so, rubbers, Macca. Didn't, didn't <laughs> used to bat in spikes. Which is really weird, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Sorry that's re- really unusual. But he, he, he could score some runs in those conditions. So they'll be getting plenty of knowledge from, from him, and I, and I hope they're putting um, or making the most of it, and they'll put it to good use throughout the series. So, yep, some new coaching staff, which is good. And I guess, it, boys, it's just one of the challenges that we've got in this COVID era, isn't it? Where um, the quarantine makes it uh, tours longer, so you have to try and manage the players' workload, which is not easy because I think boys in an ideal world, after we saw the conditions last night and we knew what we were going to be up against, you'd probably want to play more than three spinners. But unfortunately for New Zealand, they've got seven fast bowlers in their squad and only three spinners. So um, Mm. that's probably another question mark I had when I was looking at the squad and, and the side moving forward is that in those conditions, it would have been pretty useful for you to fourth spinner. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Matt. I used to love bowling a bit of spin in the net, so maybe a little Dougie Bracewell might go bowl a couple of offies throughout the week, and he could be another little off-spin option, mate. Um, before we before we uh, got, on this, uh, got on this conversation with you, I spoke to Bears about the conditions, and I spoke about, you know, they would have prepared for that, and they would have known what was coming. So... What's what's the excuse for for, for those, yeah, for that kind of scoring in those conditions? Because I feel like when we've gone to South Africa and we've played over there, like we we know what's coming, we know the expectations. So there's got to be a bit of, um, you know, a, a bit of things on yourself. You know, you got to take it on on your on the chin for these current players. If you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure, is he? Yeah. Oh, without a doubt, mate. Mm. I mean, they. A few guys have toured there. This is a very young and inexperienced New Zealand T20 side because there's actually none of the side that's going to the T20 World Cup over there at the moment. So that's a bit of a shame because I would have liked to have seen perhaps a couple of the experienced guys go over and and just help and, and nurture some of these youngsters. But because of the way the schedule is, um, that hasn't been able to um, be put in place, unfortunately. You've got to pick what tours you can have your key players. So... You're right. I know they trained a lot out at Lincoln and they had spinning low conditions over there, but you know what international sport's like. It just grabs you between the Mm. eyes sometimes. And as a youngster, it's 
it, um, it, it can be tough, and it's going to take a little while for mm. a couple of these guys to find their feet in these conditions because they're so alien to what they're used to in New Zealand. But that said is, when Bangladesh come here to New Zealand and, and we, yeah. we bang them, knock them over in three days and send them packing, um, you know, yeah. there's plenty, there's not many excuses for them when they come here. So we've got mm. to be the same. We have to adapt. We have to get better, and we have to find a method, a game plan that's going to be mm. successful. And they would have talked about it, but now it's about action, mate. You know what it's like at the international level. They've got to find yeah. a way that's going to be successful for them individually and as a batting group, I reckon. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a good point about the conditions as well, Mac, that you make. And we've got a text here that's come through while you've been on, on air with us. Morning, fellas. Bangladesh wickets aren't really a great advocate for T20 cricket. Low and slow, ball turning from over one with the new ball. Bangladesh taking 15 overs to chase 60 against second string black cab side. Points to how tough it is to bat on these kinds of wickets, even for the home side. That is true, and some will say it's not great watching this this type of cricket, but this is this is the challenges of playing around the world, isn't it, Macca? That you're going to face not just your own conditions where you can excel, but you need to find a way to excel on the road, and the game can serve up many different challenges, and Bangladesh just happens to be one of those. Yeah, for sure, Baz, and that's why cricket's so great, because no two countries have the same conditions, and that's why it's so difficult. When you tour around, you get exposed if your skill set's not where it needs to be. I think it's a really fair point, mate, and I think probably both you boys would agree that T20 cricket's sort of about entertainment. So from that point of view, I don't think it was a good pitch. If that was a pitch for a test match, and obviously each side who plays at home wants conditions to favour the home side just a little bit, then I wouldn't have an issue, no problem at all, because let's be honest, in New Zealand we have pitches that are generally green, have a little bit of pace and bounce that suit our seamers, so there's no issue with that if it was a T surface, but for a T20 surface, I think it just needs to be a, a better conditions, better surface for everyone, and then the best skill set wins, and I don't know if that was completely the case last night. Obviously Bangladesh, who do tend to be on the wrong side of results when they tour overseas probably think at home this is our one chance to get some wins to beat some opposition we're going to load up conditions in our favour and I think I read a comment this morning that that pitch was even tougher than what they played on during the Australian series so the New Zealanders now know what they're going to be up against the conditions they're going to face now they have to find um, some answers to the questions that were posed last night. Nice, Becca. Great little insights, mate. Cheers for that. Just before we go, I want to ask you, I'm teeing off today, 2.24. When, have you had a game yet? <laughs> I got the young fella out yesterday. <laughs> yes. How'd you go? First day, first day level three. Um, oh, it was so good walking around the links. Uh, it was a nice day down here in Christchurch. Went okay, um, but it's tough. There's no pins, and you can't actually see on the green where the hole's been cut, so... You are playing a little bit blind. So, um, yeah. Uh, text me later if you want to know where the holes have been cut is. That might save you a couple of shots. <laughs> Although, the way the way your wedge play is, I'm not sure that will be a factor. So, maybe... maybe oh, not. don't start, mate. <laughs> Wait, I have been working on my wedges the last couple of days, and I must say I'm, I'm creaming it at the moment. The, the ball sound is absolutely flushing meadows, if I must say. So, watch out once yeah. we get back to our Wednesday golf group, mate. <laughs> Is he, do you, you, do you remember? Do you remember the old? <laughs> do you remember the old ads where uh, the the dad was playing sport against the son, and he was like, <laughs> be in the goal and doing like penalty shootout, and the son was in there. The dad was like, smack.
ripping it as hard as he could in the top right hand <laughs> corner and then just in the face of his son. That, my friend, yeah. is Macca and his boy Mitchell. Yeah. <laughs> Macca just all over him. All over him. Oh, the most competitive person I know, Craig McMillan, without a doubt. Is that I fair, can, Come mate, on. I, I can confirm that because uh, remember when we went to the Nets and you brought your son down to bowl gets here and you were absolutely pumping him. You were trying to smash him out of the park. Remember that? <laughs> No, I don't remember that. Is I'm not sure where you've got that from, to be honest, mate. Um, no, it's not. Well, I can confirm. I, I, I did take the chocolates yesterday, boys. It was a tough match, but um, we put the youngster in his place, so it was a good day. Oh, that's why he was a wonderful batting coach for the Black Caps too. Ultra competitive in net sessions as well. Well, Mac, we know you like a punt as well, so we like to have our guests leave with something to celebrate when they leave the Baz and Izzy breakfast show. So Cranbourne race three today, mate. There's a horse called Tinge. So it's paying six fifty and wow. two forty. Feel free, feel free to have a little punt well, on your on your on your afternoon. Well, Baz, I've got to say that I'm glad to hear that your tipping's improved because, as let me tell you, during the cricket season, <laughs> it wasn't flash at all. And Baz had the knack of picking the one donkey in the race when he was tipping a horse. So, um, and, and there wasn't much success in the commentary box. So, um. My fingers are crossed. I'll put something on it, and if it doesn't win, then perhaps I'm the caller. So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> exactly. Maybe Baz's you are tip the caller. Or the lion tamer. This is this is Baz's <laughs> tip. Anyway, Macca, oh, thanks no, for joining us, no mate. Chance. We really appreciate it. We really appreciate it. Have, a, thanks, have an awesome time, and love to catch up with you again soon, Craig McMillan. Cheers, Mac. And that was a McCafe coffee catch up with Craig McMillan, of course, former Black Cap. Also former Black Cat batting coach and now Spark Sports League commentator throughout the summer. So, Craig McMillan, thanks for joining us. This is Baz Nizzi for breakfast on SCNZ. It's 8.21 in the morning. And you can get in touch with us on 0800 150 811 before 9 o'clock. We'd love to hear from you on the Kennards Higher phone line. I can tell you, boys, that England have won by 46 runs. So the uh, White Ferns, 138 in reply, chasing 184. So a tough day out, but they'll be back as they always are. It's time for a TAB Live update. Bet live on your favourite sports with the TAB app today. Our man Paul Mowate is on the line. Morning, Paul. Yeah, good morning, boys. Morning, Paulie. What do you got for us today, Paulie? Uh, well, yeah, we've got a few things going on today. Um, we've got, where do we start? Let's start at the um, Cambridge Synthetic Track today. And we've got mm. a guaranteed $10,000 first four on every race from the Cambridge Synthetic Track today. We've also got because there's plenty going on, uh, guaranteed $5,000 uh, first fours from every race at the Addington Greyhounds today. And I know Izzy likes the bonus back, so we're also doing races one, two, three, and four uh, from the Cambridge Dogs today. They're all bonus back races. Races one to four at the Cambridge mm. Dogs are bonus back races. So something for pretty much everyone today. Um yeah, yeah, get stuck in, boys. Speaking of something mate. for pretty much everyone, Paulie, how did you go on yeah, Ventini yesterday? Did you cop a little bit of a hiding or what? Uh, oh, I can tell you what, punters cleaned up down south at Ashburton yesterday. I think there were oh. 
three or four short price favourites that came home early on uh, in the program down there at Ashburton, and that just set the punters alight. There was also a big market mover. I think opened up at around the nine or ten dollar mark, closed in at three, and uh, and saluted. Uh, so it was a big, big day for punters who were uh, on on it down south. Uh, so yeah, we're looking to make a wee bit back today. Um, oh. I'd like to do a shout-out to Pete from Hawke's Bay. He's a big fan of the show. Mm. Uh, I, I met him down here uh, at Beervana uh, just before lockdown. <laughs> uh, he, he just he came over. He wanted to, have, wanted to have a chat about sport. And I, I just remember, got to give a shout-out to Pete. Yeah, give it each today, Pete. How good's oh, that? Hey. Pulling Malate. Love that. From the mighty Hawks, mate. Absolute champion. Paulie Moate, you're an absolute champion. Mate, we were talking about Sophie Pascoe today. What an absolute champion, eh? Oh, how good. Um, for her to hold on over that final 10 metres, uh, she had to dig real, real deep. And you could see uh, afterwards, um, she gave it everything to pick that, uh, what, 11th uh, Paralympic gold medal and 19th. Uh, medal overall, just um, sensational. Um, she's yeah, she's one of our greatest ever. Too right, Paulie Mwati. Thanks very much for joining us, mate. Look out for the market moving at Cranbourne today as well when the oil from Baz and Izzy for breakfast <laughs> hits the airwaves. So thank you, mate. There's TAB promotions in play and hundreds of sports markets to choose from. Visit tab.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly. R18. It is 8.30 in the morning, which means we're off to Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Twenty-eight minutes away from nine o'clock. Thank you, Trudy. Yeah, Test cricket tonight. Looking forward to that. Well, there was international cricket just going on overnight. Of course, Bangladesh getting up over the Black Caps and the White Ferns. Unfortunately, couldn't overcome a. Pretty brutal total set by the English woman, 184 off the back of a, well, a fantastic 97 by Tams and Beaumont. So in response, the White Ferns couldn't really get anything going. Amy Satterthwaite was our top scorer, 43 of 31. But as Baz alluded to, when you lose Sophie Devine and Susie Bates cheaply for two and one respectively, it's always going to be an uphill battle from there. In the US Open, it seems to be a day for the favourites like Ash Burden, or Cash Burden as we like to call it, as Paulie Moate said. Batista Gu, he's gone through in straight sets and uh, Francis Tiafo, he is ambling towards a straight sets victory over the Argentine Pella as well. Medvedev, well he was brutal 6-4-6-1-6-2 so he progresses into the third round as well. Later on this morning we've got Kevin Anderson against Schwartzman. Diego Schwartzman, that's who Michael Venus spoke about. So he's only 5 foot 5 the Argentine. That is pretty incredible to be competing at that level seeded 11th in the US Open if you're that short. And we've got Mariano and Sitsipas. Uh, uh, we've got Sitsipas of Greece. He is seeded three. So he's going up at 12.15 at Arthur Ashe Stadium. So plenty going on today to keep your eyes on. Of course, you'll be listening to SENZ throughout the day. But you might just be watching the races as well. We've got Cambridge Synthetic going on. And, of course, too, Cranbourne, where, Baz, you've dug deep into your, well, a bit of Godolphin. That kind of fits your profile, doesn't it? You like a Godolphin runner? Well, I do because it's not a big punting stable, so they don't need to punt. They don't have much cash. The punting is kind of irrelevant to them, right? It's not going to exactly change the dial 
or move the needle, so to speak, for the Go Dolphin team. But I have got one. I've got one at race three at Cranbourne. Um, it's a it's a filly. It's a Sharmadale filly, three-year-old filly by, um, oh, sorry, which is drawn 12. Damien Oliver rides. Of course, it's James Cummings trained. It's a, it's a filly called Tinge. Now, it's only had the four race day starts, and it actually went and miss second up last time. So it's second up today. Uh, went and missed second up last day, last time, then had a bit of a spell. So um, I'm expecting that after it came fresh up this, this campaign and ran a good race, came from, from back in the field and ran on, that I'm anticipating they've sorted out whatever it was that was wrong with, with the Phillies action, and she is good to go. Now she's paying $6.50, give or take. A horse a filly called Tinge. Enough on that for me to have a crack, is he? I don't know about you. Are you listening or are you shut off again and you're going to whinge about missing the tip like you did yesterday? No, no, no. Seven bucks, mate. It's paying seven bucks. I've already got it on the app. It's already loaded up. I've just got a problem. I've only got 76 in the, in the account. <laughs> oh, 26 cents. So I just need to load it up. Uh, mate, I was going to ask you, fresh up. You always talk about fresh up. But is it just like they miss one meeting? How, how long will they go, go freshen up for, for these horses? It might be a pretty bland question yes. but. no it's a really good question actually it sort of depends on the horse like you, you turn the horses out mm. when they come to the end of their campaign so they start showing signs that they've just had enough of being in work being in the stable and the demands which come with that um so they start yep. to just lose a bit of their a little bit of their zest you know like uh, when mm. we get a bit tired the same sort of thing happens and for horses that means they are coming to the end of their campaign so you need to back them off you need to send them off to to a spelling paddock, which is a bit like us going for a bit of a freshen up a, a holiday or, or ah, going out and spend a bit of time yeah. in the sun. Yeah, and then, so that can be different for different horses. And and then you're just kind of keeping an eye on, on how they are in the paddock. The thing you've got to be careful mm. of is a freshen up can, a four-week freshen up can, can do the world of good. Once you start getting towards six weeks for a horse, you've got to then start rebuilding their fitness. So if you're out for six mm. weeks, you've really got about six weeks of, of fitness work to be built back into them. Whereas if you're out for four weeks, then within sort of a week or two, you can get them back up to speed. So so that's kind of um, how they normally work. A lot of the younger horses, well, you tip them out because they're growing. Um, so you, you put them in the spelling pad- paddock to be able to then grow into their bodies at, at their own speed that they need to. Um, and once you've given them a little bit of education as well. So a lot of horses can run really bold, fresh up. Um, and then some horses which are, they call it good doing types, which they like the old feed bin. Not unlike yourself and myself, my good friend, we like the old feed bin. So sometimes those those horses can just take a couple of runs to get a little bit fitter and get themselves a little bit underway. I like horses which are um, that are either fresh up or second up. Um, I think you can normally get a, a decent chunk of the odds at those um, mm. that that stage of their campaigns and. And Tinge today is one of those horses. I'll fire through a couple of texts before we get off for a break. Well, what was the racing tip? There you go, Tinge, race three, Cranbourne. The Oil Cambridge race three, Texel, opened at $8, won a trial on the track. The stablemate of Elephant, get on, Graham. Well, Graham, I've actually followed you in on that because I, I did a little bit of a form after that text came through. Oh, I agree with you. Have a little each way play on, on Texel and race three at Cambridge today on the synthetic. So thank you very much, Graham. If it gets on, we might even just include you on our little tipsters of the week. 
8.38 in the morning. We've still got plenty more to come. As we've got the doyen a little bit later on for our temper sleep on it. But for now, we'll shoot off for a little bit of a break. Baz and Izzy for breakfast, SCNZ. You certainly are 16 and a half minutes away from 9 o'clock when Ian Smith takes over. Some awesome tech still piling in. People are very, very... Well, they're grateful for what Baz has been doing to the show. And Chris Moore, of course, the Lion Tamer, tipping up an absolute storm. So we'll get to some of those before the end of the show. And remember, tomorrow is when we give away our temper bed. Tune back in. Because if you've texted the show over the last month, you're going to have to tune in tomorrow because you might get a $10,000 temper bed to sleep in. So you wouldn't want to miss that, would you? And we, you know, we don't want a situation with James where, like last time, we couldn't track him down and we're trying to find the, the cooler of the month. We want you here, front and centre. So make sure you tune back in tomorrow for that. This weekend, is he? Boy, we've got a Bledisloe Cup match, which is probably easy to forget because there's so much going on. We have, we have. We've got to remember Bledisloe Cup Sunday. The All Blacks playing Bled 3. It's just flowing under the radar. I'm um, looking forward to watching that game, actually. And actually, Bowden Barrett will probably play 10, getting him back into his familiar position, playing 10. Um, obviously, being behind Richie Moanga at the moment, but this is a great opportunity for him to get some game time. Uh, get some time in the saddle. Be interesting to see who they start at nine. Whether they go for the old trusted TJ Peronada or they go for the re-signed um, Brad Weber. So that'll be an interesting watch. And uh, actually, an old there's read a bit of an article yesterday, um, Louis and, and Bears. They're about Owen Finnegan talking about the Australia coming out with the old school hatred, which is quite interesting. And it, it's I feel like they will be on the inside. Hopefully, like with Rito the other day, he spoke about and. A loud Australian team is no good. So they, they've been very, very quiet this week. They've been simmering away in their little hotel, doing their process, uh, doing their, their preparation work for this test match this Sunday. I think it'll be a tough match for the All Blacks on Sunday up against the Australians. They are simmering away. They will be fueling their fire. And um, really, really looking forward to that match. It'll be interesting to see what kind of selection. I know they'll name the team. They're on day off today. They'll name the team tomorrow. Adi Savia, new captain. See, interesting to see how he leads and just what kind of combinations they're coming up with. So looking forward to that one, Bears. It's going to be an interesting match. Yeah, it's fascinating, mate. It's it's going to be great. And I'm sure you fellas will have a lot of fun on, on next week being able to talk about it while I'm getting my way over to the UAE. You'll be able to go through and digest exactly how it all unfolded. Well, actually, here's a, you, here's a good idea. What do you think? The score will be is give us a little steer into the score prediction uh, for this match. I think it'll be I think it'll be close. I think the All, All Blacks will get up by about ten, but I think it'll be close. Uh, the Wallabies, I think they're going to start Quay Cooper, and um, yeah, I, I think they've got nothing to lose if they they play Quay Cooper. He's got a ton of experience. He's been there, done it. I think he's been impressing and training from what I've heard. Um, I guess they're gaining some something that the All Blacks haven't seen for for a while, so they're they're displaying some different pitches. Um, I, I think it'll be a tough game. Like The Wallabies love playing in Perth. They'll look back to 2019. They'll take a lot of confidence from that. They'll fuel the fire and they'll find a certain way to try and find some fire from, from what's happened in the last couple of weeks with uh, the All Blacks obviously not going over and fulfilling their, um, you know, their, uh, their uh, what do I say, Something, they're fulfilling their needs to go play that match in Australia. So look, It'll be an interesting match. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be a lot closer than people actually think, um, I feel. That's just my gut feel. Ten, the, the AB's by 10, though. That's what you're thinking? 
Yeah, AB's by 10. AB's by 10. I think they'll get home in the end, but I just think Australia will put up a great performance and uh, surprise a lot of Kiwis. I know after that last match, we just feel like, you know, we're just going to go over and, and put on an absolute clinic, but I just I just sense there's something different this week. Okay, well, last time you tipped us towards the rugby result, you were not far away at all, and that was even the exact score. So pays to mm. follow Daggy when it comes to the rugby <laughs> chat. It is 8.48 in the morning here. Now we've got coming up soon our temper sleep on a question with the doyen, the voice of sport, Ian Smith. So you don't want to miss that one. But for now, we're going to go and pay some quick bills. It is seven minutes away from nine o'clock here on Bears and Izzy for breakfast. Thank you for your time throughout the morning. If you've been uh, watching the tennis, still in lockdown, tuned in to Bears and Izzy for breakfast, we appreciate all of your correspondence on double eight double three, and, of course, the Kennards Hire phone line, 0800 150 Hey, um, boys, just one text here that I want to just quickly get to. It's from Reed and Gore, who's a prolific listener and texter. Thanks for tuning in, Reed. And didn't hit swear in this text, which is great. Louis, I see Waller's horse, Hoover Lucy, is in the fourth at Randwick, paying $8.250 this weekend. He tipped it on the, the mail run a few weeks back, and his horse in the stable to follow through the season could be worth, worth a nibble. I see it's been nominated some big for some big races in the spring, maybe a futures bet. Yeah, really good spotting, Reed. So I've just gone and had a look at that in the fourth. So just for the background there, boys, Chris Waller said, uh, Mick and me asked him, okay, what would you, we need all the help we can get on the punt, uh, Chris. What would you be following? He said, I really like this Philly Hoover Lucy. You know, she was good as a two-year-old and she's come back strong and I think she's going to develop into a really nice horse. So $8.50, $2.80. She's had a couple of trials. Um, she She's had a three and a half months break, so she is fresh up. I don't know whether she'll win on Saturday, but she is one to follow. And at those each-way odds from a good draw with Cathy O'Hara riding, it definitely could be a little each-way play. That, that would be my gut anyway, Baz. Sitting on the fence each-way. See, see you, I, I don't know we, why you... real strong. <laughs> I, I see, I find that funny, that mentality, because you can be, have a strong opinion but also just want to get your money back if bad luck comes into it, because you've punted enough to know that in racing, it's hard to win a race. And, you know, if you get put no in the way. coffin or it's something... always on the nose. Smash <laughs> its nose, never its tail. I like that... I like that strong hand of yours here. Is that the story? Eh? Mm. People can handle losing, mate. People can handle losing, but they don't like. That ain't Miller. winning, they mate. Like... That ain't winning. When what? you come oh, second, yeah. you should never win money, back. You come second, you're the first loser. My dad will confirm that you're the first loser. You shouldn't deserve anything. Okay, I will stop each way punting when the TAV stop paying back for second and third. <laughs> How about that? No, but it's it's not even that. You can each way punt, but it's more like it's more how you're selling it. Like, you're not selling it at all. But I'm not it's, tipping it's Hoover like Lucy, mate. Handle. I'm saying she's one well, to follow. You kind of are. You're kind of, tip, you're kind of a, you're a dollar each way yourself because if Hoover Lucy comes in now, Ian, say, hey, right, I tipped out Hoover Lucy on Thursday. And if Hoover right, Lucy you've got me. runs down the track, <laughs> you've got me. You, you go, oh, yeah, no, I didn't tip it out. No. You, you've no, got I didn't. me. Hey, you've got me, but that's oh. right, because I'm saved by the doyen. Ian Smith's here for sleep on it with temper. So, <laughs> so that's, oh, that's far more important. Uh, temper, they have mattresses that can conform to all of uh, to the shape of your body for the exact unrivaled comfort and support that we're after. Smithy, help me here. I'm getting absolutely lambasted by Skipper. I'm, I'm sleeping like a dog at the moment. I need one of those tempers, so uh, please help me out, <laughs> lads. Uh, they're, they're the bee's knees. I need it. All right, we'll make a little phone call to Kushler. We'll try and get a temper at Old Smitty to the door end. 
Mate, uh, we've we've chatted plenty on the show today, including a little bit of cricket. You you follow follow the games overnight, <laughs> men's and women's. <laughs> oh, Baz, what a nightmare! What an absolute nightmare! I mean, we knew that we knew it would be tough for the Black Caps. We didn't realise it would be that tough that they'd equally a, a lowest ever score in T Twenty cricket. Um, <clears throat> Just dominated by spin, wasn't it, to be fair? Although we did lose wickets to medium paces as well. They came back with medium paces. That we had no answer. Australia had no answer to a large degree. Uh, and I think uh, when you send a side that is not at full strength uh, to a place like that, which has got a good record to get over there against our full strength side, you do run the risk. And, uh, of course, that mm. uh, risk didn't pay off last night. So... Uh, mm. short term, short term risk for long term gain. That's uh, what the Black Caps are at at the moment. Uh, the big prize is uh, at the end of towards the end of the year. So, I hope they're learning things from this. I really do. Okay. All right. Well, that that leads us on to our temper sleep on a question for you mm. then, Smitty. And that's yep. Whilst we know how difficult it is, and they have a young team, etc. Our question is, how do the Black Caps salvage some sort of results out of this this tour of Bangladesh? Okay, okay, so we'll get no that problem at all, Baz. from you tomorrow. Think about that. Be wonderful. Thank you, mate. Did you get on Vantina yesterday? Tell me you did. No, I didn't. You know, I don't. I don't I, for some reason, I don't get the oil. I'm not sure what it is. Whether it's a personal thing or, or whether it's, you know, it's, you know, you just get it's my ten inch way. My ten inch way is going to murder the market. Well, I'm not sure about that. But, oh God, no! It's frustrating. It is, it is frustrating to hear it the day after. It's like, you know, I, I'd quite like to hear about it the day of uh, in the future. That just just a, just a small point. It's no, nothing major. But, I mean, like, I, I don't really care. I'm, I'm in Sophie Pascoe heaven at the moment, so I, re, I really, you know, whatever is happening outside that little world that I'm living in is, is uh, mm. superfluous to me, Baz. But here's a, here's a thing for you. I know you're having MIQ, uh, MIQ issues. Why don't they shorten yep. the time that people are in now? And, and here's the other thing. If they shorten the time, then the rooms will free up sooner. I mean, that's just common mathematics. The other thing is if you're fully vaccinated, why do you have to spend two weeks in there? That, that's the other thing. Why don't you spend a week in there, perhaps, and then a week at home self-isolating? I mean, you know, otherwise, what, what does a vaccine mean? I, 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 people will have answers to this. Someone surely has thought of it by now, but it, it just baffles me a wee bit of that people cannot get home back to their own country. It, it, it riles well, me, actually. Yep. It's, it's hard to disagree with that. We said phlegm for PM yesterday, but with thoughts like that, I reckon we might go Smitty for PM. That is a very oh. logical thought process there. But anyway, mate, good luck with your show today. Look forward to listening, especially to the sermon. As we head towards the countdown, I'm going to pass it over. I'm going to handball it on to my good man, Izzy, to bring us home. Oh, you've, you've given me some good time, mate. Thank you so much. No, it's been a great show. I've really, really enjoyed it. It's, we've had some amazing guests. Mary Fisher talking about the wonderful athlete that is Smithy. Sophie Pascoe, I totally agree. She's an absolute champion. Also have Michael Venus. Thanks so much to all our guests. Michael Venus, Craig McMillan, Macca, take it easy on your son. It's been a great show. We'll be back same time. Tomorrow, 6 a.m., but thanks to our team, Trudy, Joe, Aaron, and Louie, and my girlfriend, Baz. That's enough from us. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely, and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91